This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, call, we call Ward. He said, you goddamn right. <laughs> he was, oh he said, gosh. He said, we're going to get drunk. And Ward said, I'm sure that's not the first time Freddie's been hung over. <laughs> we have him on the show I know. next. I wish we could have a have quote Have him from like, Ward. Read, read a few scripts. He the should do prop, our intros. We can, but he, like his. Can he just do a you sound You need to have clip? subtitles. Hey, if he does it from home, his internet's pretty good. If he does it anywhere else. Imagine That's having a clip. Hey, everybody, this is Boy Button. Thanks for listening to Door Bumper. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Can we I mean, please have him on? <laughs> We're just going to have all these reads for him to do. That's what I'm saying. Just give him some reads. And just go off wins at awful pay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he can if do you're all- looking to sell your home. <laughs> he, could have, he could have all of my lines. <laughs> My favorite one. I, dude, we need to get him to do a couple of reads. Just some short he ones. He got done with all that emotional stuff. I walked there and I said, Ward, it's cool. Ain't it? I need a beer and a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, what's up, everybody? Xfinity Series race winning spotter Brett Griffin is in the house. You're listening to Door Bumper Clear. Today we're joined by not one, but two Burtons. We'll talk with both Jeb and Harrison about their big weekend at Talladega. Plus, Freddie, TJ, and I talk about Logano flipping the overtime restart and much, much more. Let's go. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, part of the 22 Cup car, and uh, one minute early today. You were upside down yesterday, TJ Majors, but congratulations on your uh, iRacing win last week in the two car. That was fun to watch on Fox Sports 1. <laughs> Brett Griffin here, spotter for uh, first place, <laughs> Jeff Burton this past weekend, and a sixth place, Kaz Grawley yesterday with Collie Racing. What's up, Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace. I was the car that TJ decided to land on. Um, I spotted for, for nobody else this weekend. I took the week Saturday off and got locked into playoffs thanks to Brett and Jeb. <laughs> so that was awesome. Uh, Did you get your first stage win? Yep, in first the cup series first ever. Cup stage win. Yeah. Does that mean we should celebrate that? Yeah, sure. Woo. Okay, so uh, congratulations. What's up, Casey? How are you? Hello. I'd like to point out that I am early. Usually I'm on time, but apparently I'm always late. I think you're on time today. I was early. I was I counted actually as I walked in the door. It was uh Oh, we were counting too, don't worry. 9:29. So, anyways, um I got a few texts from people saying good luck dealing with Brett 
on the show this week because after he wins. I actually got some of them too. Yeah. And then I was like, honestly, he's probably going to show up drunk and he's usually nicer. So maybe it'll be easier. And you're clearly sober and, well, not. So I t- I'm, I'm telling you, I, I mean, I celebrated the win on Friday night because I thought it was going to rain all I day on Saturday. I we missed hey. winning. We unfortunately ended up at this place and somebody sent me freaking Jaeger and I felt like I was going to oh. be rude if I didn't accept the Jaeger shot. So I took the shot. And I was like, oh, this is going to yeah. go down. I will tell you so. one thing, though. The 100% rule still works. The 100% rule still works. If it's a 100% chance of rain the next day, if it's we go out and have rain. fun, it, we will 100% so, race. So is the, is the trick that you just need to get drunk every night before a race and then we'll never have a rain delay? No, that's not the trick. No, no it's got to be a 100% chance of rain. Thank goodness for last call at 11 p.m. and eight hours sleep and a win the next day. Did it just like I planned. So hungover is really how it works. hungover. It mm-hmm. takes a lot to get me hungover. Do you want right. to like tell the world that it's Chad's birthday week? Oh, I'm sure Jason is going to put it on the show because he always records before <laughs> the show starts. Yeah. So, Jay, uh, it's, it's Chad's birthday week, boys. You know so. what? I believe he's celebrating life. Okay. When? What, what age do you stop celebrating your birthday week? Never. Well, I skipped my birthday last year because of covid so technically what do you get two weeks this year i mean <laughs> i said i got a month but i didn't believe it so it didn't go very Chad well thinks you get a year now you clearly are talking to chat too much <laughs> uh before we get chat in trouble and i leave the show mad at him for not even talking um jason well, how Ch- are you hey Chad said good <laughs> thanks for having me on today Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for having you on. <laughs> Producer White Claw back there. <laughs> so, how was Talladega for the rest of you guys? Uh, it was an up and down weekend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about Talladega. We had racing. We had fans. We had no masks. It felt like America again. Everywhere we there, went. There was a lot of people there. I know they advertised that they, yeah. it was 35%, but I feel like there was way more than 35% there. There was a lot of people there Sunday. I mean, there's a lot of people there Saturday, too. We were trying to leave, and we were in crowds of people walking yeah. out. I like the parking spots most of the time, like where they, they keep us separated. But it was a little <laughs> – there's a little iffy because you're literally driving – through fan, you don't want to be, but yeah. you have to be. And that's sketch, man. It is very sketch. And the fans get mad at you. And that, Brett about ran into me head on. You come, you were coming out of the airport road when I was turning well, that's in. That's because I didn't park where you parked. Because I did didn't you, wanna, uh, I thought it was literally dangerous to be around all those fans in a car. You probably parked in the old so, parking so, spot. So I parked somewhere completely different and went around a backside. Yeah. Um, and and so what I was doing when I saw you is I was pulling up beside Herm to ask him did I did he know where he I was didn't going? Know, I didn't see Herm because at yeah. this point I thought he was going to freaking Aniston and I was like, hey, I got a I got a bail hill on you here, but obviously Herm knew where he was going and uh, where were you heading? Airport to Victory Air. Oh, you need to turn around. No, there's we got to go through another gate. That's why I was pulling up beside of Herm oh, okay. when you and I were playing chicken. Yeah. And you lost because you were off the road on the right. Well, I was on the right. I wasn't <laughs> off the road. I was worried about the cop. I was looking for the cop that was standing there to be get all mad. Wow. Honestly, the part of the race that people should be recording is the race to the planes after because it's usually uh, pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. Anyways. Freddie, um, your guy in the draft yesterday was about as loyal as old Hugh Hefner. I was just about I've never to call seen that anybody, out. I've <laughs> never seen anybody change lanes. I said, well, Freddie, will you stop telling him he's clear? This is ridiculous. Brett came to me and says, if I had a dollar for every time your guy changed lanes today, I'd be a rich son of a 
<laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, tell me about it." We were, we were. He said he wanted to be aggressive yesterday, and he was aggressive. I would also like to call out. Um, I'm pretty sure Fox chooses you, both of you guys, to follow the entire race because I think Brett had more coverage than some of the drivers did. Um, rain, when was this? Uh, Xfinity race. Mm. Re- uh, can you please can you please sing your rain dance again? <laughs> well, that wasn't my rain dance. So I mean, rain song. I, so so we were going back and forth all week on Twitter. Obviously, Jeb had LS tractors on the car, and when it started raining, I just started singing. She thinks my tractor sexy, but I didn't know I know that was going to be on the freaking broadcast. And then my Twitter blew up, so I was like, "You well, were singing something about rain." Guess they too. played that. I don't remember that part. Freddie was on broadcast Sunday. Yes, yeah. did you get interviewed cuss. or something? Did you? you? Did. Yeah, old boy air. What do you ask? Seventy-five questions. <laughs> he said, "Hey, Freddie, I got a question. What lane do you want to be in the end? How'd you miss that wreck? Who do you want pushing you? Who looks best out there? Where, where do you want to be at the end? How are you going to judge these runs? How'd you how'd you hold on for that stage?" But I was like, <laughs> "Clint, that's twenty-seven <laughs> questions. I, I we got an hour for this segment." I was like, oh, yeah, it's just been an uneventful day. We just had one land on us. but Doesn't it always blow you away, TJ, how when you're spotting the race and then the, the broadcast booth comes over your radio, how great and loud they sound? Their microphones are amazing because when they key up, you lose both hearing. You lose <laughs> hearing in both ears for a minute. Um, yeah. It's it's amazing how good and loud their microphones are. I mean, back in the day, be hey, uh, this is DW. You got me, and I'm like, whoa, yeah, yeah. We, we got you, bud. We I wish I wish I could hear my driver that yeah. good. Let me. Can you give me a warning real quick? And uh, sometimes they come on channel two first, and they're up oh, wrong channel, and then you get you know switch back over. But their microphones are really good. Speaking of TJ winning the iRace. Uh, <laughs> I'm not allowed week. to say it because I'll get blocked by him too. So. Speaking of, speaking what of TJ I, with the iRace last I week, was the winning I, spotter in the iRace. I, I want to know. I want y'all to be honest, TJ, because I know how biased you get about certain things. I want to know how you feel about two things. Number one, and it doesn't matter who the kid is. Obviously, it's Keelan Harvick, right? But forget about that part of it. I want to know how you feel about an eight-year-old being in that race with a bunch of cup drivers. What do you think that does for the product? I mean, Keelan's not bad. I mean, I've raced with Keelan before, and and uh, actually, me and Kevin Hamill were drafting one time, and Keelan pulled out. Man, we're me and Kevin are like, awesome. We just got passed by an eight year old. I mean, so I know Keelan's Keelan's going to be a good race car driver too. But I'm not talking about Keelan. I'm talking about the fact that there's an eight year old on this broadcast. Because for me, I feel like a, there was more qualified people to be in there than Keelan probably. But I mean, I mean you you don't let Ryan Priest race. Who's yeah, a Ryan, full-time racer. Ryan Priest should have probably been in there. He's up there leading laps. He's very strong. He's a cup driver. You don't so. let Kaz Grala race, who was going to be in the actual race. But what I guess my point is, from a competition standpoint and what we're trying to accomplish with this, Freddie, I feel like having a kid on there delegitimizes – what what how hard it is to do it? It almost I, and look, I would be all for having a kids show. Get all the drivers' kids to do a, do a, do a pre show. I kind of would have looked like anyway. I think, I think <laughs> that'd be awesome. But like, I just was like, man, I, I don't know how. I mean, I guess it's entertaining. I guess it's something Fox wanted to do. But I was kind of butt hurt that that they did it just because I'm like, man, Priest kind of got the shaft here. Yeah, for sure. Ryan kind of got screwed there a little bit. But you know, like it, it's part of the show. It's just it's where are you going with this? Is this are we are we supposed to take this seriously or are we supposed to? Is this a show? Like wh- which way do you want it to be? Because it really can't be both. I don't you know if 
I, Keelan was fine in the race. I mean, he rode around he the back fine. most of the race. But, but the qualifications for yeah, it but were, were I probably mean, there. It's just, Keelan didn't do anything wrong. He no. did great. He was awesome. Yeah. There no. was just more qualified people yeah, for the 100%. race. There's, there's, there's people that are going to be in the race on Sunday that could have been yeah, I agree. in the race. You know what I mean? I mean you weren't going to yeah. let Timmy Hill be on the first one, but you let an eight-year-old be on the second one. Like yeah, I just, I Timmy was, Hill races everything you get his get in. Timmy Hill drives everything he can. He'd, obviously, he'd run cup all the time if he could in good car. You know what I mean? So, I think, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I think there was more qualified people than Keelan. But no no issues with him driving. It's just there's Ryan Priest probably should have been in before him. What would you do to celebrate that win? Walked in my living room. <laughs> so it was I, – I go up to Brad's shop, and Brad hasn't turned his computer on in forever. And if you don't – first of all, if you don't keep up to date with iRacing, they update their software. They, they they work on it, so they update it. So I turn it on. There's update after update. I'm like, dang. And it was like getting to be 4.30, 5 o'clock, something like that. And I'm like, dude, you got to be in there at like 6 or something like that. I don't know. So I'm updating his stuff and get all that done and get it working. We set all his buttons up and stuff. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, I'm setting all this stuff up and probably just going to get wrecked here soon because, it, like, these guys don't run this every week, so they're pretty sketchy to be around. I'm eye racing. Like, Freddie knows what I'm talking It's It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, man, we're putting all this time into this and probably just going to get wrecked. So I messed up because I left Brad's shop and I thought I called Randy's Barbecue in Troutman and I'm like yeah I'm going a uh, drive through sure and so I ordered go to get there and I'm like where's the drive through in this thing couldn't find it so I walk inside and I'm like yeah, I had a drive through order but I can't find your drive through oh you called Statesville I'm like I didn't know you had two locations <laughs> so they're like well let me call there and cancel order and I'll get it down here I'm like you, you don't mind doing that and they were super nice about it so I get that go home eat dinner with my family I go in there and and there, I log this in. This is under, all after the race. No, this is during the race. Like, right. I log in as Brad Spotter um, because Joey has, he's at the Fox studio and he's got seven different people talking to him at one time with Clint down there. And he probably can't get a word with Clint anyway. Um, so I, I sit down and I log in as Brad Spotter and they're rolling off the grid. And I think Brad was like seventh or eighth or something. I told him where to run and qualify. And he did an okay job, I guess. I didn't see it. But I'm like, Brad, just stay on the line. They're going to wreck. Just stay on the line here. And, and he did. So he did a good job, and there was literally no officiating on the restarts because one restart was at the beginning of pit road. The next restart was in turn one. Well, in his interview, he said you did a good job. I did do a good job spotting, <laughs> setting his setting his stuff up. I didn't even really spot anything until I was doing fuel mileage because there was going to be a fuel stop. I was sitting there trying to figure out how much fuel he needed, and um, it was the f- kid that was working with the fifty one, and then he, he comes down, he he comes and finds like, hey, what are you guys doing fuel? I'm like, well. What are you doing, fuel? What is pit when you pit? Because there wasn't any, no other people to work with, really. So we all pit it together, and and uh, Brad just did a good job. Jason just brought the king swearing joke. Yeah, that he <laughs> that has mean? more money than anybody in. Yeah, but no, Brad did a good job, and and uh, <laughs> he texted me after that. He's like, "Thanks for all your help," you know. And and uh, normally Brad's like doesn't look forward to it, but I think he had a really good time. I bet he'll do it again because he won the big race. He won the big race. Now we'll I mean Brad's actually pretty good at sim racing. So if he puts a little bit of time into it, he'll be he'll be up front. Yeah. Cool. Well how about how about we saw a new uh SRX driver this week? Oh yeah. Haley Deegan? Yeah. Is that for real? 
Uh, sounds yeah. like one race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, one. Okay, but uh, hey, listen, to each their own. That's that's a pretty brave move. Where's she going to run me. at? Knoxville, I think. Yeah, I figured it was going to be dirt on the track? dirt. Yeah, probably. Well, oh, with her experience, I mean, on dirt. That's that makes sense. I don't know that. I don't know that if I'm a full time NASCAR driver, I'm going to drive an SRX car. Just my opinion. Did you watch the videos they put out there of them practicing testing? There's been yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. videos. Yeah. Oh, I'm interested in seeing how it goes. I just so you so you're so you're implying that that her leaving not leaving NASCAR but taking a break from NASCAR to go run this series may be looked down upon by the old NASCAR brass. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's exactly what I'm implying. I think I caught your drift right there. <laughs> I mean, you look at Tony Stewart. I mean, they took the race away from Eldora when Tony announced he's going to do this. How are them SHR cars running anyway? <laughs> Whew, I don't, man. Haley, you might want to rethink this. I don't have your number. TJ does. <laughs> uh, and if you want to race it, go race it. And speaking <laughs> of um, rides, uh, old Brett Moffitt, I mean. Switches points. Switches clearly, points, finally. He clearly listens to the show. Yeah. He, he listened to you, obviously. Yeah, but what I didn't understand now is what I'm hearing in rumor. I don't know if it's come out yet. It is that now. He's losing <laughs> his truck ride over this. He is? Yeah. Wow. Like, they're they're going to put somebody else in it, I guess, or not run. I don't well, know. Well, I mean, I will tell you this. That when they do the payouts at the end of the year, uh, you know, it, it, it does – it does. I mean, it, it matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so he potentially – essentially cost them a lot of money. So I guess – But I, maybe – I guess he weighed it out and said, I can win more on this side than I can this side. I mean, I'm guessing I – th- I think it's been pretty obvious, and it was obvious from Vegas – you know that the his Xfinity car was way better. You know, outperforming oh, yeah. his truck. You know, he's well, shoot, if, he almost won Homestead. Yeah, was close that in the competition. If he was going to win a race, it was going to be probably in the Xfinity car. The truck just didn't have the speed he's had in the years past. Um, so it's interesting. I don't think that's confirmed. You know, I don't know if it's confirmed that he's out of a ride, but I've heard rumors that he thinks maybe he's out of that ride. So you know, it'll be interesting to see, but. It's just I don't I don't understand. But it. who like, do you who are you going to put, yeah, who who you gonna gonna put, in, put there? in there? That's going to run better than him. I mean, he's a great he's a great race driver for as like far as trucks and Xfinity. So maybe somebody's going to bring some sponsorship. Which maybe. number truck is he in right now? Forty five, forty five, forty yeah. something. Yeah, they move a lot of seats around over there. They do. Uh, not as strong as they were a couple years ago. I don't know that they still have that big GMS. Oh, they do. So that's what a lot of people don't understand. So Ross Chastain, when he drove the Nice trucks and was contending for the championship, he was driving complete GMS trucks. The very next year, Ross moved on to Colleague, and Ty Majeski got in there. They no longer had a GMS alliance, so they went all to their own stuff, and it showed they were nowhere near as competitive as they were the year before. So now, and of course everybody's like all the time, time Jeske ain't doing nothing in that truck. Ross almost won a championship in when it was completely different. Yeah. Now there's, you know, fast forward another year. Now Brett's in the same equipment. Can't go anywhere either. You know, I don't know how you look and say, damn, we, we had this alliance with GMS. We almost won a championship. And two years later, we've got a champion in our truck and we can't, we can't win a race. So, I mean, somebody's got to look in the mirror over there and go, hey, maybe we need to rethink our model Majeski over here. Is you know an engineer? Yeah, Thor Sport. Sport. I think he's going to run some races this year. Yeah, I think so. That'd be good. I mean, that's a good program, solid program to be yeah. in. Uh, but, it, look, man, it comes down to money. Yeah. And, and, and if Nice Motorsports doesn't have the capital and the revenue to get the resources, you're, you're not going to run with the KBMs and the Thor Sports and the guys who have those. I mean, Thor Sport, Duke has deep pockets. Real deep. 
KBM has deep sponsorship. That's what it takes. Hey, hey, one more thing, guys. I know we got a long, fun show today. What did you guys think about Larson pretty much blowing up as soon as the race started? Ooh, I mean, you talk about a mistake. That is about as bad as it gets. You know, I, I don't understand exactly what happened or why this happened, but supposedly there was something in there, a piece of metal or something behind the radiator that was restricting or stopping airflow. No airflow. You know, no airflow. Yeah. So he literally, I was watching the race this morning, and lap one, I saw him. I thought he was just bailing out to go to the back. You know, we see it all the time. We go yeah. green, and there's guys that are like, I'm out of here. So he's backing up through the field, and I just assumed, and then I saw, like, the next lap he's on pit road. But then watching the race on TV, they've got a radio communication. Off of turn two, the first lap, he's at 315 degrees. Wow. And then by the time he got on pit road, he said he was 355 degrees. And obviously, they realized what happened. But by the time he got back out there, that it was. I cooked. mean, he essentially was melting the engine down the minute he fired it up because there's no air getting there to cool the water down, to cool the engine block down, and the oil and everything <laughs> else. So, holy sitting duck, that's not the way you want to start a 500 mile race. No, I mean, obviously, it's unfortunate for whoever's job that is, but I mean, that's just a mistake that can't happen. Job it was. <laughs> I mean, I hope that's not the case, but uh, if there's ever a fireable offense, that's probably one of them. Well, before we kick off the rest of the show, let's hear more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Let's get ready to sell. Home selling with OfferPad is as easy as... Welcome to OfferPad. How can we help? List with Flex and get our house ready to show. Ooh, that's home listing with muscle. House updates to help us sell for more. Sure. Reno Advance. Our team is on it. When we're through, this place is going to look amazing. You know, I have this feeling. It's never wrong. OfferPad Flex. We got this. A better way to list your home. Start your free sales request at OfferPad.com today. It's time for our listeners to take a test drive with OfferPad and get some swag before time runs out. That's right, Freddie. I actually am going to stuff the very first envelope this week with all your goodies and all your swag. You got until April 30th. All you got to do is log on to offerpad.com backslash test drive. You can request a free zero obligation offer on your home. As a reward, you'll get an exclusive Denny Hamlin Hero card and sticker just for checking OfferPad out. Yeah, it's so easy to get a cash offer on your home right now with OfferPad. Just complete the form and see how much OfferPad will pay for your home. Don't tell my wife I just filled out the form. <laughs> he wants a pool. <laughs> and just like it happened for me, you will get an offer within 24 hours in your inbox. If you take this test drive with OfferPad, 50 random homeowners are going to get the surprise of your life, an autographed Denny Hamlin hat. Go get that cash offer on your home and your Denny Hamlin swag at OfferPad.com slash test drive right now. Spot on, spot off. Joey Logano's quote after flipping in stage one. Jason, want to read it? During his Fox interview, Joey said, when are we going to stop? Because this is dangerous doing what we're doing. I got a roll bar on my head. I'm one hit away from the same situation Ryan Newman went through. I just don't feel like that's acceptable. TJ, spot on, spot off. Wow. I mean, he's right. And by this, I don't think... I personally don't think he dislikes plate racing in general. I think he dislikes that Freddie could go enter a car and get a run and be competitive 
like that. I mean, just keep your foot in it. Stay wide open. Um, I personally really like the Xfinity package. It, it, you can get runs, but you have to work at it a little bit, a little bit more than the cup side. Cup side, we're, we get halfway down the backstretch, and you got five cars bumper to bumper, and you're catching the lead guy at a massive rate. And if one of them guys doesn't get the message in time that they're all tight in front of you, somebody's getting somebody's getting turned around. We see it every single race now. The wrecks come from not the second car in line, but most of the time the third or fourth car in line because they don't know. And you can't get away from each other in this package at all. There's There's literally no bubble, no nothing. And to me, when you get spun out, we always jam up. At the plate races now, where does everybody get jammed up? Into the backstretch, right? Yep, into three. And anytime you turn one of these cars around and you're going down another corner like that, and it, and then you get tapped at all, they're going to get upside down. Like, you can't I, – I feel like we have really good drivers, but we're just too tight a lot now, To in my opinion. just I miss the package that you could you – could, work with people and get runs but it was it was also hard like if you didn't work it right the guy could protect a little bit wasn't like you could you know across the line we're six wide every time now which i which i know is exciting but like joey says when's it gonna stop this something we're the door's open for really bad accidents when we're on top of each other doing 195 mile an hour i I mean it's scary to hear that the roll bar's on his head you know i mean and and that's uh that's a scary thing to hear, Freddie. I, I just wonder if this is some foreshadowing about 2022 because there's a lot of internal conversations in this industry about this new car and how rigid it is and how stiff it is and how the driver is taking the, the a lot of the hit when the, when these big hits are going to happen. So I, I don't know if, if this is almost like a warning shot from one of our biggest stars of, hey, we got to make sure safety and, – and look, safety is a top priority. I'm not saying it's not – uh, but that we've got to just keep making sure that we can do everything to keep these guys as safe as they can, given how dangerous it is out there. Yeah, and and the other thing you think about with that new car coming is the underneath the the belly pan, I believe, is a lot bigger than the one we have now, um, and that is another recipe for disaster with a car getting up at you know spins backwards, whatever. It could get off the ground a lot easier. Um, and yeah, we've had heard a lot of stuff about you know. Hard impact. William Byron's hit was huge. Yeah, like, and it from what we understand, it wasn't a. It didn't appear to be a huge wreck, but the the, the G force on it was a a really really big number. Um, but you know, just going back to the, the Joey's comments on the package and stuff. I, obviously, this package you get massive runs, but at the same time, you it doesn't matter what package we've had. We've always had huge wrecks. It, so you you can blame it half on the package, but it's also half on the drivers how aggressive they're pushing. Um, you know, and and listen, I'm all for changing the package up because, like TJ said, it's just massive runs, and there's no. It doesn't seem there's like no there's there's no skill. skill to it. It's just yeah. you know you get lined up with the right guy, the right guy gets on your bumper and shoves you out. You're going 10 miles an hour faster than the guy in front of you. Yeah. Um. You know, so it's stuff like that. But you know, again, at the end of the day, if the drivers aren't pushing the hell out of each other, this wreck's not going to happen. So you know, where's the give? Where's the take? You know, I don't know where you where you draw the line there. Now that you've seen all the data on this wreck, TJ, whose fault was that wreck? Ah, man, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like you can blame one guy. It's just to me, it's the, it's the, it's the package. You're, we're coming to the end of the stage. You want them, 
We're racing for stage points. Everybody's trying to get all you can. And Danny's getting pushed by Ricky. Ricky's probably getting pushed. I didn't look at it. He's probably getting pushed behind him. And it only takes one guy to drive in there three feet deeper than he, you know, push three feet further than he should. And you can see Danny get out of shape. And as soon as Danny gets out of shape, he gets just like the end of the 500. Brad got McDowell swiped his bumper a little bit and it turned him. Denny's aimed back towards us, just like McDowell or Brad was at aimed back towards us at the 500. And it's just we need we need to be able to have a little bit of separation. Not that you you should be able to get to each other still and get runs, but you shouldn't have five cars. It's, you it you was, can't. It was, it, wreck. Was, it was easy to say when I first saw it that the 11 went to the bottom and then hooked you because that's what yeah. essentially he did. Yeah. But he was getting but, turned. But when Denny went to the bottom, he wasn't going to the bottom to make a, a move back towards you. He, Which was surprising, too, he, though. He, I don't he, even think he was trying to make a move. Yeah. I think he was trying to stay in line. Because yeah. if he would have made a move, he would have – I think he just would have went all the way to the bottom, shorter radius, the corner, and been gone. Like, it looked like he kind of got hit, and yeah. he wasn't ready to go quite yet, and then he went back up, and well, he was getting hooked at that point. But there's, there's no – and trust me, I'd love to – Love to point the finger at Denny on this, but I can't. Denny didn't do anything wrong. I, I don't like to see our guys go upside down, especially no, the taller bit. guys. Taller guys make it even more nervous. But then you watch the Ryan Newman wreck, and it's like, man, just really, really bad things are exposed when we're upside down in these cars. And we we saw it, every, you know, both stages. We we had big wrecks on the last lap of both, you know, big wreck in the way that Joey flipped over, and then we had a multi car wreck on the last lap of the second stage too. It's just that's kind of why I put the you know a little bit more of the blame on the drivers for the fact that. We made it through the whole t- – but then when you guys want to get aggressive and start shoving each other around to get these stage points, that's when we get the big wrecks. So you, you can blame it on the package because we can get them big runs, but it's still in the driver's hands of how hard they want to push. The blocks it. are there too with this oh, yeah. package, and the blocks are super dangerous as well. And I saw many guys throw blocks yesterday, not just one. There was, Everyone that was leading threw a big block at some point. And the these – it's dangerous with, when the, with the closing race that we have now. And – I don't know. I, I I just I missed the package from maybe fourteen to sixteen ish in that area where, you know, look, two guys lay off, they get a good run, they get it. But it also what I miss about that too is this is a little bit different, but I missed the guys. You could tell the teams that put more time into their plate program. You could it showed. Like Stuart Haas cars drove away a few years ago. I mean, they were gone, but they figured something out. But I missed I missed the the teams that, that you know the sluggers, them guys that would, they knew how to make a car go fast at plate races. They knew these little tricks and stuff, and they they got the result. If they got up front, they could earn it. You guys were racing really hard all the way. Not long for you, TJ, but I was able to watch the race for the first two-thirds of it, and I said on Channel 2 to Chris Rice, it is unbelievable how stable these cars are. They were beating the ever-living crap oh, out of each hard. other and, and not even wiggling. So it, it, I think it's almost – once again, I hate to say this because they're running 190 miles. It's too easy to drive. Like they're literally beating the crap out of each other, and I'm I'm, I'm keying up, thinking I'm getting ready to say they're wrecking, and they don't wreck because they're that stable. Yeah, no, they're, and that also leads to, you know, like kind of a false thing of like, oh, I can hit that guy, but the but you can't always hit him. You can't always hit him, and that's what I'm saying. The fifth guy in line has just as good as run as the second place guy in line and the leaders are sitting duck like big time do yeah. you the new car coming out next year do you think that will change at all or do you envision 
envision it being I really similar. No have idea. no idea. Yeah, depends on what they. They'll, they'll have to play with the package. Obviously, have they? They've done a speedway test, right? But I think just a single car. I don't know that they've done two. I think they did it at Daytona, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I, it. I know they did just, the Daytona test, but I think it was just one car. I don't think they had two built at that time. Yeah, they oh, got yeah, three, they got three now. Teams but. are just now starting to get parts for these cars. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to build them all. To be honest with you, like how the chassis manufacturer is going to build them all, but it'll be interesting. Spot on, spot off. Matt De Benedetto loses two consecutive Talladega races when leading on the overtime restart. Brett, since you love saying his name. Man, I'd love to see Doug Campbell get a win. Uh, I'm fortunate that, that you can't do that. I mean, look, these restarts are nuts. Um, I mean, Matt's proven he's a, he's a good plate racer to be up there leading, and I would have loved, loved to have seen them win this race for the Wood Brothers' 100th win. Had John Wood on last week. Eddie and Lynn Wood, Kim Wood Hall, uh, thank the world of, the, of that family. I hope they get 100 soon. I really do. With Matt D in the car, because a lot of fans love Matty D. So, yeah, I obviously was pulling for Doug kind of on the side there, hoping when I saw him up front there with a couple to go. But, uh, you know, last year there, I don't think there's anything he could have done differently. He kind of got out front and had a big run coming at him, and he, and he tried to throw a block, and he forced somebody under the line and got a penalty. But, you know, it was a block he had to throw, and it probably wasn't, you know, it's so wide there. If they got a big enough run, it's hard to block. Um, so I don't think there's anything he could have done differently last night. But then I think – I'm sorry, couldn't have done less different last year. But yesterday, I think if they had to redo it, they probably – so I don't know if you caught it, but they're on the bottom with the two, and the 12 has a little run coming up top, and he pulls up in front of the 12 to stall that out, but left a two open on the bottom, and the two just pulled up next to him. And I think, obviously, from hindsight, you might want to just stay with the two because the 12 line kind of fell apart behind him. Yeah, but the then they did fall. But then they still had a very good shot at it down the backstretch, and they're coming down, you know, I don't know if you saw it, went back and watched watching, it, but, yeah. you know, they're reformed up, 21, uh, 21 and the 12, and the 8 is coming with a head of steam, and I'm like, oh, man, he's going to push them both out, back out front, and then I'm not exactly sure why, but Tyler decided he was going to pull out and got outside of Blaney and, and pretty much ruined any chance the outside line had it going anywhere, but, you know, hate it for them, uh, Matt's a good dude, I hope he gets one soon, hope the Woodworths get 100, hope Doug finally gets one, but... You know, there there wasn't much they could have done differently, but I think if they had to do it over, they'd probably just stay in front of Brad and, and let him push. Yeah, but you never know at that point. The 8 might get behind the 12 and shove him all the way to the front. It, it used to be so methodical on how you accomplished what you accomplished, and that was on the spotter. That was on the driver. And now it is just with two to go. It's chaos, it is such man. a game of luck. I think I was running – 17th or 18th down the backstretch with Kaz, and I'm telling him what I think we need to do, obviously, as things are playing out. And fortunately, things change so fast. Fortunately, now. we were in the right line going into three, and then coming off of four, uh, we shot to the middle, which was the right move. I think it surprised Eric Jones. He came down, hit us. We hit Ross, cut Ross's tire, essentially ended up wrecking Ross and the 43 because of the 43's move. But um, it's just – Hold it wide open and push like hell and hope you yeah. make it through. It's not a methodical play like it used to be. Now, if I back up to the Xfinity Series, it's still a very methodical it draft. Is. That's exactly what ours should be. And, what like, I'm uh, spot off. I hope Matt gets a win soon. He's been in position to earn these, and and uh, he'll get one. Um, but, like, what you said, like, uh, most of the wins now are locked. 
like they're they're just luck. I mean, you're at the right spot at the right time. Danny Hamlin wins the Daytona 500 because two guys crash, and he's the, lucky they they get like that, you know. And um, there's once in a while we had races where you say, okay, a guy got lucky and won that race, but majority of the time it was, man, Brad kicked everyone's ass today, you know. When back when he was winning them races, like, hey man, they got up front and they earned that man. They they fended off the runs, um, manipulated the lines more, and that was that's the skill of the plate racing. Now it's in cup, yeah, in cup. You just throw the dice and hope you come out on the. You just luck. It just takes it takes almost nothing to develop. Like it used to be able, like you could see a run developing. Like it'd be like, okay, that guy backed up a little bit. He's locked on that guy yeah. now. They're gonna be coming at us. Now it's like it's a snap of a finger. Holy. This guy's coming 10 miles an hour yeah, faster than I am. We're going to sound stupid when we say this, but we're always, always sound so yeah. complimentary yeah, about the Xfinity series, the package, the horsepower, the the racing, the length of the races. Um, why are we not trying to migrate all the positive things that we all see and say about the Xfinity series? I'm sorry, guys. The cup race yesterday was too damn long. It was too long, and, I mean, there's no – like you said, I, the 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 winner was going to be whoever got lucky, whoever got the right push. There wasn't going to be um, a guy working the lanes, both lanes, and making a you know making it happen. You know, waiting for them guys to get the right run to try to fend, you know try to get it. And that's that's what I miss about it. I miss the guys. I miss how them guys used to manipulate stuff to get runs and see it happen because it was a skill. And now it's like, what's the skill now? Hold it wide open and. If, look, drive through the guy now. You you could spin them both out and win. I mean, that's what it's come to, right? Give me a ninety lap Xfinity race and give me a hundred twenty five lap Cup race. Yeah. I would just go back. All you gotta do is go back and count how many laps we are single file up against the wall, riding around doing nothing. Take them and out. just take them out of the race because that's all they do. You know, that's 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 them guys showing you like there's no point in us racing right now. So we're all just gonna get up here and roll around. Maybe we're not gonna sound dumb after all. <laughs> mm, Good ideas. Oh, spot on, spot off. Denny Hamlin expressed frustration with how Bubba Wallace managed the draft and worked with teammates early in the race, saying the same thing happened at Daytona. Freddie, your best friend. (laughs) Well, I guess he's always right, right? Is that what I say out here? Um, You know, I, I listen, like I said, Bubba was super aggressive yesterday. And, I mean, we drove from dead last to the lead in 13 laps or something like that. 13 times. And then, you know, I know I think that, like, there was a couple times where Bubba was a little slow block. Like, the Gibbs cars were lined up on the bottom. Same thing as Jeb on Saturday. It's like, get down, 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 you know, like. And he was a little slow one time blocking Kyle. And then uh, I screwed up. I saw that block. Wow. I screwed up um, down the front stretch. Kind of the same situation that Doug was in at the end of the race where, Top lane's coming with momentum. Bottom lane's coming with momentum. I thought I could get up, block the top, and come back. But just the way it played out, the top kind of fell apart, so they didn't get there with that same momentum. So when we pulled up, the Toyota line pulled up next to us. So I'm assuming that's what he's talking about, not working with our teammates, maybe just staying down there in line. Um, but, listen, I, you know, Bubba's learning, man. He's still learning. Now he's learning what to do with a really fast race car. You know, we were there for years with, with decent stuff at Petty, but – what we got now is a whole nother world and you don't have to be as, you know, with that petty car, we had to be super aggressive to make our own holes or, or force people to help us. Now, what you mean, man, Eric Jones was quiet all day and he's running top seven at the end. Yeah, I'm saying you have, all <laughs> day, like all day. Um, but you know, so it's, it, it is what it is. He's learning and, and 
I, you know, I have to. I'm sure we'll have, we're going to have our meeting tomorrow, and I'm sure Daniel will be there, so I'll find out exactly what we did wrong. But uh, he has no problem, and which is great. That's what you want out of your boss, out of your team owner, uh, is accountability. Like, and he'll be be happy to tell me all the stuff I did wrong yesterday, and uh, and it's it's only going to help me get better when I go back there. So true. Uh, it's you know. Can this be it? Is this going to be in the Netflix series? Because I hope. Yeah, yeah. probably. Can we record this for yeah. a DBC yeah. segment? Freddie, I hope you get your own. Uh, like part in the Netflix series, like you're just the funny guy, the second character. In it. <laughs> so we heard about this Netflix thing shoot months ago, right? Yeah, Denny was very instrumental in making this happen with his race team and obviously his driver bubble, driver bubble Wallace. I can't wait for this thing, man. Like we're finally going to have something come out that's not some crazy sitcom or crazy movie. The Formula um, One show is awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's huge marketing I, yeah. tool. Their Love their Formula ratings in the uh, in America have tripled. Since that show came out, yeah, it's a great, sh- great show. I mean, I don't. That's a global freaking marketing I, strategy. I really had to laugh this week because everybody's been saying for months, you know, since the Netflix, I mean, since the F one deal had come out, that you know, oh my god, NASCAR needs this. NASCAR needs something like this. That'd be great. And I knew back in, I think I told you in like January, we were we were doing a meeting at Denny's house, and he there was a film crew there. And I was like, Ooh, what's going on here? Uh, so I knew back then. And I had told Brett. And then you see the announcement come out, and people are like, "This is ridiculous. Why are they doing it with Bubba? That's you know, well, of course it's Bubba. Like, yeah, it's Bubba. It's you got a team owner that's also driving in the sport, and some other guy named Michael Jordan involved. Never heard of. Um, you know, that might have something to do with it. But you know, I saw one guy who's actually like, you know, maybe I, it would obviously I think it would be better with multiple teams. But like the this Formula is, One, this show. is at least a yeah. starting point where we can do this with us, and then maybe next year it, it morphs into something different. But I think a NASCAR version of that show yeah. with the different, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, but especially if you have sure. two guys get into it that weekend, you follow them both a little bit that week and kind of see where their mindsets are, and you can make a great show. I, out I, of it. I love Bubba to death. I love Freddie to death. I think this race team is three months away from feeling a lot of pressure if they continue to post the same finishes they're posting because. What we don't want to see is this be the next Travis Pastrana, this be the next Danica Patrick, where it's this big thing that never comes to be. And and Bubba's going to have to start one way or another. If it means riding in the back all day at Talladega, not racing for a stage win, one way or another, this team has to start posting top ten finishes in my mind. And I don't think it's three months away. Four? I mean, keep in mind they're still <laughs> two years. Very yeah. new. No, they, I mean, you know, it's, it's Casey. This is a performance business. I agree. I agree. But I also think time. this Netflix show will help show what it takes. I mean, they put this team together pretty quick. Like, you don't even have a like a shop that's built. You're in another shop right now. You guys had work. Like, I disagree here. Don't, don't tell me why you can't. Tell me I disagree because that show sh- and they go into there and they talk about. The Haas team being on the low end, like they're they're new still. Yeah. I mean, compared to the rest, and they say, "Look, we don't have the quite the budget these guys have right now. We're trying, we're competing with us. We're doing the best what we have, and they they do a, a decent job for running what they got. This isn't what what they're going in there with their team. They're going in there with with equal. I mean, I don't know what the budget is, but I, to me, it, it's a it's a one of the top." Funded. Like it's, de- it's got decent we're not, funding. We're not low budget. I can promise. That's what I'm TJ, saying. The car is sold out. If you wanted to sponsor a race Couldn't. for Bubba Wallace this year, you cannot. So you're 100% right. But I mean, you look, Colleg Racing, they've run three races this year. They've got a sixth place, a seventh place, and a 20 something. They reckon they told 500. You can't tell me why you can't, Casey. This is a performance driven business. If he continues to run outside of the top 10, he will be out of a job. You know, and it's, it's a lot of it is, you know, 
it's a new car. And, and people just, just say automatically, uh, well, he's jumping in a Gibbs car. He should run just as good as Danny and them guys. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, you know, you got to put, for one, you got to put the work in. You got to, you got to, you know, do the studying, do, put your work in. And two, you got to learn the car. Like right now, his biggest struggle is, you know, Martinsville, we struggled because it was a completely different brake package than we've ever had there. So he struggled with the braking all day long there, you know, and, and he'll be better the next time he goes back. So our goal right now is to just continue to get a little bit better each week. And we had been doing that up until Bristol. We had a little setback at Martinsville and Richmond. And now we're going to try and just turn the page and get back to give me a little bit better so that when we go back to these second times to these racetracks, we've got a little better notebook. We've got, you know, some practice races coming up where we can, we can fine tune some stuff with Bubba. But, you know, like Brett said, if, if we don't start performing better and right now, like I think right now we're 30 something points out of the playoffs. You know, that's not, if you go on a little run here and, and click off some top tens, that gap is going to close pretty quickly. So, you know, it, it, if we can just turn yeah, you're only right, four, we're on four spots out, which, right, is, which yeah. is achievable. If we write the ship and get going here, we're, we're the, making the playoffs is not out of the question. I think you bring up a funny point because if I sit here and I look at man, what was what did Richard Petty and David Pearson do to be so great, and then what did Dale Earnhardt do to be so great? It changed. What did Jimmy Johnson do to be way better than Jeff Gordon? It changed, and that, and and Jimmy Johnson changed it from a physical and mental perspective. Now, big time. Too. Now. What you're hearing out of Freddie is putting the work in. That literally means studying. Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, those guys study all week to prepare. That's what it's taking right now. That's what they mean by putting the work in. We didn't have the tools two, three years ago that we have right now, and it's made these drivers mentally have to change their game to be on top of it, and that's why the guys that you see at the top of the point standings are the guys that have worked hard. Kevin Harvick goes to bed every night at 8 o'clock. And eats a strict nutrition meal. He then that's part of the work that you got to put in. And I, I thought, you know, one of our last meetings, Denny had one of the best analogies. I thought where he said, "Listen, there's there's five identical race cars there. You know, there's the four Gibbs cars, and then our cars are identical to theirs." He said, "So whoever's not working the hardest out of those five is never going to beat the other four. You know, that's that's just the way this sport is right now. So if you got, you know, if if if, you, if Bubba or Denny." is not putting the time and effort in like Kyle, Martin, and Christopher are, they're not going to outrun them on the racetrack. So that, that's just where it comes in. And it comes in not only studying, but just physical stuff, you know, in shape. You know, make sure your hydration levels are right so, you, you know, you don't have any problems during the race. It's just every little detail that you've got to, you know, and, and, and Denny's going to work with Bubba a little more going forward here on that and, and try to get, you know, try to get us where we need to be. But and, and no manufacturer in this sport offers more than Toyota and TRD. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, we have one of the most incredible resources where we have our team owner out there competing against us every week, and he can sit down and, and go through everything with Bubba and go, hey, this is how I do it every week. And then, you know, Bubba can take bits and pieces of that and, and, and morph it into his own deal. But, a guy named Dale Earnhardt built a really nice company the same way, DEI. Yeah, just, just, you know, I mean, it's it, the, nobody else has access to that. Nobody. I mean, obviously you guys can, you know, Martin and them are teammates of his, but he owns our team. So obviously our his success is directly related to our success. So he's going to do everything he can to help us. Spot on, spot off. Jeb Burton wins the Xfinity Series race at Talladega when Freddie takes the week off of spotting and Brett fills in. I'm spot on. Just want to move on here. Um <laughs> 
I Can like, I say that again? Because he's being a d- I like I like Jeb. No, you're good. I like Jeb, and uh, it's good to see. Uh, you know, first time winners are always fun, and and Jeb's been putting the work in. He didn't just show up and and just fall on his lap. He's been putting the work in, and uh, the guy's deserving of a win. So I'm spot on. I'm spot off for the rain because I was really enjoying watching that race, though. It was fun as hell to watch. I agree. Uh, I'm spot on for a lot of different reasons. I I'm a certainly I was happy. Wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> I certainly was happy as a spotter to win the race, but I was happier as a marketer because having touched all these sponsorships that are on that car, having known Jeb uh, for a long time and, and getting a chance to work with him this year definitely made it a lot of fun. But, TJ, probably the thing I'm most happy about – is he didn't just go up there and lead the last lap. I mean, he led 20-something laps. The only person to lead yeah, more laps. Yeah, he led laps, a lot of laps. The only person to lead more laps than he did uh, in this race was Austin Sendrick. I think he led a couple more than Jeb did. Um, and it all played out right, man. I mean, you mm-hmm. put yourself in position to win races, and you can win races, and this was a methodical draft. He did all the right things. There were, there were times where he wanted to make blocks to keep the lead, and I didn't because it was too early. There was a time I told him to get out of the draft in stage two, and he got mad. I could tell it because he didn't get out of the draft. I had to scream at him to get out of the draft. But we weren't in a position to get stage points. Yeah. And if you're not going to get stage points, there's no reason to be up there. So done the same thing um, with Haley at Daytona. I, I, have, I have really enjoyed watching him race this year. I've enjoyed having Freddie working with him. And, uh, and man, I love plate racing. Very blessed to – I mean, I'll tell you what happened. So they had a spotter they were going to get, and the spotter they were going to get didn't have any plate wins. And I said, we're not using a spotter that's never won a plate race. I'll do the plate races, and then that spotter can do the rest. Well, then some things changed. We thought we were going to run a fourth car. Freddie was going to spot that at the plate races. But, Freddie, uh, how did how how'd you enjoy the race on Saturday? It was awesome. I, I, I went down, and I joined uh, our buddy Kyle Rush from Offerpad. And his friends, a uh, couple of GMs from, I think, Atlanta and Orlando, mm-hmm. uh, Vaughn and Amir. So I, I hung out with them guys, had a couple beers, which I'll have to come back to that beer thing in a second. But uh, obviously was happy for Jeb, um, happy for Brett, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> happy for like Bruce and all the guys. Really happy for Nutrien. I know they were You're waiting. You're so full of it right now. No one wants it. to see their car win with somebody else. I, That's I, such I, for you. I'm good. I don't care. I was happy. Um, <laughs> trust me i was happy just kidding <laughs> not kidding um but you know i was really happy for nutrient ag i know they were they were trying to get a win last year didn't get it obviously we weren't a primary so hopefully we can get one for as a primary for them but so i am sitting in the grandstands with kyle rush and uh, amir and vaughn and i found my next job what after, is it after i retire i'm gonna be the beer guy at Bristol <laughs> at talladega think it pays good that pays amazing because it's Twelve dollars more to get the same amount of beer from that guy as it is to get it from the concession stand. <laughs> wow! So I I don't know exactly what kind of you know so hiring how, so process. How much, how much was a beer at the concession stand, and how much was a beer in your seat? Uh, the beer at the concession I think was thirty four or thirty six dollars, and then it was like forty seven or something Ooh. in the in the grandstand. So so nine bucks. There was beer? four beers. Yeah, so it was four. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but that's my next job. So if you guys need me How after How big our, were the beers? 16, uh, 22? 16, okay. I think. Yeah. All right. One of the big ones. Um, but it was it was fun, though. I, like, you I, know, if that's your first beer, that's a hard that's a hard $9 to spend. But if it's your 10th beer, oh, nah, yeah. it don't even matter. <laughs> it it could have no been problem. a $30 beer and you're buying it. <laughs> it don't even matter. I mean, that's like going to the bar for a shot. You, oh, you want... 
you want a, you want a shot like later in the night. You, everybody gets shot. <laughs> this is still my favorite thing about a lot of our tracks is the fan can bring in the cooler with the beer and the oh, snacks yeah. and not have to spend a freaking fortune at the concession stand. But here's what we need to do on that model: do what the Atlanta Falcons did, take the prices down. Dang yeah. it! Yeah, if you go to Eldora, so greedy. Which, if if I don't know if you ever been to Eldora. But I've been twice. They they had they sell a deal where it's like you get a twelve pack in a cooler on ice for like twenty four dollars or something like that. Like it's ridiculous. But like Martinsville, like Martinsville hot dog, two dollars. I mean that's yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah, Martinsville. Some tracks really get it, but yeah, at the end of the at the end of the race, some of them people I saw in the stands at Talladega. They'd have bought a fifty dollar beer at the end of that race, and it wasn't going to matter. <laughs> but maybe some they, will be in reaction. I wonder it. if they increase the price based off how drunk you look. Like, hey, you've had a few. <laughs> I, I, at that time, I only had one, so it definitely wasn't. You know that what case. sound at Talladega? Did you take your shirt off during race? No, <laughs> you didn't. Uh, no. Um, you know what sound I like at Talladega is when they're coming to the green flag. You can hear when everybody stands up because blah, 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 you you hear all the seats flip up, and it's like something. You'll hear it from now on since you think you know you won't recognize you'll know it, but now you're gonna be like, oh wow, it's really happening now. So it's scary if you hear that during the green flag run because you're like, well, <laughs> what did they just see that I don't see? <laughs> yeah, or if you're not looking away and you hear go, oh, you hear like, oh god, where's but it at? It was it was definitely good though. Getting back to Jeb, this, like the, all the emotion, like even oh, yeah. like we talked to Nicole from Nutrient and she was crying. She's like, crying. Everybody was crying. My boy, was I crying. felt bad that I wasn't crying. <laughs> Should I have been crying? No, okay. we shouldn't have been crying. No, just we should have been celebrating. You're crying. <laughs> I, I, I got to give a shout out for how much room we had on the roof at Talladega. That was, that was, that was pretty I'm awesome. glad they built us a brand new spotter stand that could fit 30 spotters. <laughs> God, man, I thought we were good down there. You didn't have enough room, Freddie. I mean, it's a little snug. Well, I tried to get out of your way, so I mean, tried to. I tried to get, <laughs> yeah, make everyone have yeah. a little more room. <laughs> One less person. Speaking of Jeb Burton, looks like he's calling in. All right, surprise guest today. Uh, we didn't have him scheduled to be on the show, but he decided to have maybe the performance of his lifetime. First time Xfinity Series winner, Jeb Burton's in the house. What's up, dog? Doing good, man. Thank you all for uh, having me on here. I just got to Kyle Grayson and bought the whole organization breakfast because they deserve it. So just, uh, man, still living the dream. Has it set in yet? Because I feel like on uh, on Saturday with some of the videos that I saw, like it was almost like it was real, but almost like it maybe wasn't real. Has it set in that you are a freaking winner? Yeah, it has now. You know, at first when they told me I won, I, I was just trying to sink it all in. Normally when you win, you have a cool down lap and you, you can kind of be by yourself for a couple minutes and do a burnout and stuff. And I just need it. I wanted to pull away and, and have my moment. And um, that's when it started to sink in. And, man, when I, dad called me in victory lane, I couldn't talk to him for a minute. I just held the phone because I was crying. So Y'all are um, crying as a bunch of people I've ever been around. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, uh, we're, we show our emotion, that's for sure. It just, man, it, it means so much. Brett, you uh, you helped make all this happen, man. And, um it's just just awesome. i tell you what was cool for me. I don't know how, if you guys were watching a lot on Twitter, but there was a ton of industry love, and it, and it went back to, like, Wars Generation, Kyle Petty, Michael Waltrip, just a lot of industry celebrity love, man. What did that feel like? Man, it, it, feels, uh, it feels great because I think, you know, it definitely hasn't been easy, and I think people respect, you know, 
me working hard and, and trying to make it happen. And, and, you know, all those guys are my peers and um, just means a lot that a lot of different people from Jimmy Johnson to Dale Jr. I mean, a bunch of different people reached out to me and, and uh, just means a lot because I look up to those guys. Yeah, Freddie's obviously been a big part of your season as well. I was looking at literally, some statistics a big part. last night, <laughs> and you guys have completed all but one lap this season. Half of your races have been uh, top five, 75% of the races top ten. Average finish of 8.2. You're sitting fourth in the standings. I know how hard you worked to get to this point, but did you think this early on you would be sitting on a win, sitting this high in the standings, locked into the playoff, just all the good things that are happening for you? Yeah, man. The timing couldn't be better, right? I, I had Mark Martinsville circled. To, to try to get it done and and that didn't go as planned but um i got a great race team brad and, and bruce and chris rice and matt Kyle, like everybody here um they've gave me the tools i've done the simulator more this year than i have the last three so i'm the best i have been prepared um just just awesome and i, I feel like we're, we're just hitting our stride i feel like i'm going to continue to get better as a driver some of these racetracks i hadn't been to in a long time and um, you know, to, to be honest, I feel like I've been the weak link, weak link a little bit um, on our race team, and I need to be better. And um, this weekend was a step in the right direction. Hey, I'm I'm not talking to Jeb Britt because now I got to listen to your mouth because he won with you and not me. But if you could just tell him I said he did a good job, <laughs> I would appreciate that. <laughs> did did well, you yeah, know? Yeah. Freddie got picked on a lot, Jeb. <laughs> Freddie got picked on an exponential amount on the roof yesterday. Essentially, that I, they brought in a restrictor plate specialist to get the win, while Freddie sat in the sat in the grandstands drinking beer. I know, Fre- Freddie. You said that if I won the race, you would be naked in the stand, and you were nowhere to be found. I stopped. I, I told you. Up, and you were not there. It was raining too hard. I'm sorry. I apologize. If it wasn't raining, I would have been there. But yeah, all right. <laughs> good job, man. I'm proud of you. Um, we'll get we'll get four or five more here before we're I done. I want to know who do you like uh, having as your father more, Brett or Freddie? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're totally different. Um, they're totally different on the on the radio. I enjoy having them both um, do it, and, and Brett does a hell of a job on the restrictor plate um side of things but me and freddie are gonna get one don't worry but we're, we're gonna get it we done. gotta Hopefully get two now do you not tense up because whenever uh i had the arca race and i'm sitting under listening to the xfinity race and i'm flipping around and you're leading so i flip over and listen and i was nervous listening to brett spot for you <laughs> and then the yellow comes out and then i think i don't know if it was on channel one or two but brett comes on and is like damn he about made me <laughs> my pants like <laughs> and i and i'm like I mean, I was about to do the same thing because I'm here, middle, 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 top, 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 like, like I'm, yeah. about, I'm like, oh my gosh, like he, like I was nervous, like listening. I wasn't nervous <laughs> at all till Jeb went late, and I was like, whoa, this is gonna be big. <laughs> but I tell you what, man, and, and look, uh, certainly enjoyed working with our teammates uh, over the weekend. But there was a time where I felt like Justin Haley just completely bailed on us. There was another time when I think it was circumstantial that AJ had to go around our outside. I think he was pretty jacked up. But working with a two-car all day really worked out well for us. And, and I mean, that's what you're looking for, man, is dancing partners and people you can work well with. And I think you got to know kind of who's going to be around a long time when you start forming those relationships. So nobody's done it better than college racing the last three races at Talladega. That's three in a row. A uh, huge win for Jeb there, man. And, and, heck, I had a blast, man. I mean, you, you get to come out of – the weird thing for me was 
I was there this weekend because I wanted to be there. It wasn't a job that I had to go do all season like the last eight or nine years of my life. So it was a lot of fun. And I, I have to tell you this, Jeb, I celebrated your win on Friday night because I thought it was going to rain all day on Saturday. So uh, my Saturday celebrations were a little more tame than they normally would have been, Freddie. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The, my favorite part of the whole evening was our our phone call with Ward on the way back from dinner. Uh, he's just You could just hear in his voice how proud he was and – and just so complimentary of everybody's help for you and stuff. So that was that was probably my favorite part of the night, just hearing hearing him how proud he was of you that night. Hearing him anytime is my favorite part. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it doesn't matter what he's talking about. I just listen <laughs> tell anything. He could read Old Yeller, and I'd sit there and listen to it. So I got to tell you a story. So Noah Gragson gets on our plane last night leaving after the cup race, and he's got this $100,000 dash for cash check. And I said, you better be glad that Freddie and Jeb sucked at Martinsville or we'd, we'd have that $100,000 check. <laughs> Well, we're gonna go. We're gonna go get the damn thing at Darlington. So, yeah, um, that that's the plan there. But man, my mom sent me a picture yesterday of Dad sleeping on the couch. She said, uh, "Ward zero, alcohol one." So I, think <laughs> I, it I love it, good. man. I, I tell you, my favorite part of your social media was when you said we're getting ready to drink some beer, and then at four a.m., Jeb is still sending me texts. So I'm proud of you for staying up late, celebrating. <laughs> Man, I uh, I felt like I was going to throw up for about three hours last night. So I'm done, I'm done drinking for a little bit. I up. Hey, man, thanks for jumping on here. We're uh, we're happy for you. Obviously, big win for LS Tractors on the car, Nutrinac Solutions, all your partners. And uh, hey, you and Freddie go win one, will you? Yes, we, sir. That's we, a- we got to win two Thank now. You. Yeah, I was going to say just wait till Daytona. I guess. I mean. <laughs> We go back to Daytona, I guess you can win another one. Hey, man, I'm proud of you too, man. You put this deal together and you're full-time and making it happen, man. It's hard. It's fun watching guys like you put the work in and, and get deals like this and succeed. Thank you. I, I really appreciate the support. And, and uh, Brett, man, thank you again for everything you believed in me a couple months ago and, and put all this together. And uh just means a lot, buddy. Yeah, sounds good, brother. Give Bruce a big hug for me. I, I really enjoy working with Bruce Schlicker. I got to say, uh, very – uh, very level-headed guy, doesn't show a lot of emotion on the radio, like really fun to work with. I think you guys are going to do a lot of good things this year, man, a lot of big races coming up. So, uh, go, go, hey, you got two weeks to celebrate, man. You don't have to do anything this weekend at the racetrack. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not going to drink anything but uh, some water today. Maybe I'll drink <laughs> <laughs> Hey, the, these are the best weeks to win on because now you get to celebrate it for another extra week. So, good job on that, too. <laughs> Enjoy it. Yes, sir. Thank y'all again. Thanks. All right, man. See you, brother. brother. See you, man. See you later. Spot on, spot off. Jennifer Jo Cobb was denied cup race eligibility and said this. She said this in an article over the weekend. All I'm asking is to be evaluated the same way 40 male drivers competing this Sunday were evaluated in their approval process. There are many examples of drivers that are racing with less experience and less performance than I have shown. Brett, spot on, spot off. Had she run a cup race before? No. No, this is a beer first start. Because I thought I saw on Twitter where somebody said she did, and I was like, man, I don't ever remember that happening. Um, I think, and I, and I don't expect everybody to agree with me here, I think if Jennifer Jo Cobb wanted to make her cup debut in a competitive car, I would have been on board with that. But when I look at how poorly the Rick Ware cars perform – and how poorly she has performed in subpar equipment, such as the truck that she runs, I think it's a recipe for disaster. So I personally um, 
the approval process is really hard to understand, TJ. And and you'll see guys get approved and not understand how in the world it happened. And you'll see people, you know, get turned down. Like our buddy Tyler Green, uh, who is a spotter, he tried to run a race. They turned him down. I think it was a K and N ride he was trying to do. Completely didn't understand that. That was a Brett Bodine move back in the day. Um, but to me, this this wasn't going to end well for either party. So I almost think they did maybe the whole series a favor. I mean, when you look at Rick Ware Racing, they've run every single race. Colleague yeah. Racing has run three races, and we're ahead of every single one of them in the points. So I don't I don't know what I don't know how much money she was bringing. In. I don't know what the circumstances are, but I don't have a problem with them denying her here. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a male female thing. Either. No, I don't either. hundred percent not. It's hard for me to say that somebody you know that that just runs around near the back of a the truck series, um, mainly just should be in a cup race at that point. Um, I don't know, and it probably doesn't help coming off a race where there were some incidents that that you know that brought out yellows that were you were called to the hauler for. I don't know, like it's just probably not a good time for that, you know, and I don't have an issue. I, I mean, I haven't had any issues with her in the truck series at all, or I think she, I would like to see her getting something more competitive. Just, just before you make the next step up, show, you know, getting something a little more competitive and, and show that you can race there. But I, I mean, I've had zero issues with her and, you know, being around her and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't feel like it's what she's saying it is. Um, I don't know. Listen, I mean, there for one, I, like TJ said, I'm not. They NASCAR claims they made the decision before Richmond. I'm not buying that. I think that was the the straw that broke the camel's back on you know going out there and intentionally totally. intentionally wrecking Norm, <laughs> and then Monday morning yeah. they decide to announce that she's not approved. But good take, job, good job by the team for announcing that she was going to do it without NASCAR approval. Take, <laughs> that was brilliant PR, by take, the way. Taking that all aside, there is a precedence here. James Davidson was not permitted to make his debut at Talladega. Yeah, either. he got declined. Two years too. ago, when yeah. he wanted to make his debut at Talladega, they said, no, you have to run somewhere else first before we're going to approve you for a super speedway. So you can call it male, female thing, whatever you want. They just did this to James Davidson within the last couple of years. So there's a precedent there. And if you go back and look. James actually ran competitive yeah. in Xfinity cars yeah. at times as well. So And, and sh- her, I mean, not for nothing, her average finish in a truck is – 25-something. 25.4. And then Xfinity Car's like 32-something, right? She has 217 Camping World Truck Series starts. Want to guess how many top tens? One. One. Like, uh, Talladega. <laughs> Daytona. Same thing. It's, you know... It, I mean, and it's fine. I mean, a lot of people have their best yeah. finish from them. Um, but, you know, so you can't be totally surprised if you can't run in the top 20 regularly, or at least a little bit, in the series that you've been racing in for 217 starts that you're not going to get approved. But I think she's, if – She's 47 years old. I would love to see her do well. I would love yeah, to see her I get a do. shot. There's, I'd like to get something competitive I, man, and run when, good. When I was younger, I was mesmerized by Shauna Robinson. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously pulled for Danica Patrick, wanted to see her do well. I mean, I was mesmerized by Sarah Fisher in IndyCar. I she's got enough experience. I'd like to see her, her do getting well. some. I'd like to see her getting something – Something decent and run. I, I mean, I really would. I mean, instead of getting in whatever you're getting in, take all your money and get do one fun yeah, race. Right, do Ryan Priest deal. Run five races instead of the whole schedule, yeah. but yeah. getting something competitive. It's just you know, it it. First of all, they literally just did this with somebody else, so you can't complain about it. But yeah, 
if you it's not a it's a hundred percent was i in my mind you're never going to convince me differently it was because she no, intentionally wrecked nor benning at richmond with this package someone that hasn't been in this package like that like it's just not it's not safe either like anybody this isn't the traditional one that we like, were, we're I'm, i was talking earlier that we're used to this is this is uh and james davison probably wouldn't have been ready to be in that pack either no. and pushing guys he's not ready for that and they like you this is a different animal this is a different animal than going to uh if you were to tell me she was going to run martinsville i'd say she might have a good shot at getting approved but you're going uh you're going to a talladega and and he, i mean I think if it was anywhere we were upside down, yeah. I think the best if it's in the world. anywhere but a super speedway, yeah. and she doesn't have that incident with Norm at Richmond, she's approved. Yeah, because they've pretty much shown they're going to approve just about anybody. Yeah. But if if Casey decides that she's going to go run a truck race, Casey's going to go ask, "Can she run a truck race?" So who? Do we even know this happened if the team doesn't make their first error, which was Jennifer Joe Cobb is going to run a cup race? Oh, wait. She can't. She's not allowed. Would would any of us have known about this? No. 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 I mean, maybe inside the sport you would have heard, oh, Jennifer Joe was supposed to run a Rick Ware car. But so they, now NASCAR Jennifer's got egg on her face. The team has egg on their face. And they have to respond. Right? So somebody screwed up. Yeah. Own it. That's the problem here. You and I would have never known that Jennifer Joe Cobb got turned down. Because when Tyler Green got turned down, there wasn't a press release out there saying Tyler Green not allowed to run a K&N race. Spot on, spot off, Chad Ochocinco's tweet during the cup race. It has since been deleted, but he said, my effing goodness, is there a broadcast slash network I can watch? Sorry, Fing. Is there a broadcast slash network I can watch the NASCAR Cup Series commercial free? It's hard to get a feel for each driver's strategic maneuvers if you're going to commercial every 10 <laughs> laps. Chad Ochocinco. Jason. I think it's cool that Chad Ochocinco is watching this race. I agree. Um, I was telling Brad a minute ago, I met Chad in Brad's bus at Talladega a handful of years ago and talked about how he'd lose in Madden to me, and just like Brad does. So, But dang, I mean, for Chad... Ocho Cinco to be tweeting this. Like, I think it's cool. He's getting involved, looking at drivers strategic. Like, that's I he saw, had some solid tweets, and he was tweeting at, like, at certain drivers, like yeah. directly yeah, to drivers. Cool. Um, I saw his tweet. I think Jason retweeted it on Saturday, complaining that he was, you know, he was cheering for Hemrick, and they went to commercial and came back, and Hemrick was gone. You know, like what happened? And, and I don't understand, Brett. Maybe you can help me with this. Like, what is the value change? for a full screen ad versus a side by side ad with the race. It changes it um for sure, but but my bigger problem here is this is why we do stage racing. It's for this very reason. This is why you go this to where you get your breaks. This is when you go to commercial is it, under yellows cuz you know yellows are coming right at a plate track. This is arguably your most exciting race of the year and last thing I want is people saying it's at commercial too much and Chad Ochocinco was not the only one. My phone after the race had a lot of text messages saying, "Hey, you're at, you're at commercial too much," you know. So I, I don't know how you there's, fix this problem. No- the network wants to recoup their investment. They're paying hundreds of millions of dollars to cover NASCAR. Obviously, you want to sell ads. People want to buy ads at these races because they're exciting. They know people are watching. It's a it's a tricky tricky formula. But to to your point. We never go to commercial in a football game and miss three plays. No. We I, never go to commercial in a, in a baseball game and miss a home run. The 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 Formula One race is commercial free for whatever it is, hour and a half, two hours. Um, 
you know, I, there's no, and the thing that I think that probably frustrates some fans is you've got the ability because you do it a couple times through the, throughout the, the program. They show the side by side with us racing and an ad. You know, I saw I know it was a Toyota commercial was playing, and it was you know while the bo- there's still a box of the action. Obviously, you can't hear it all audio, but you can at least see what's going on. But then, like every other one, is a full screen ad. So yeah. now it's like, well, why don't they just do that all the time? Obviously, there's value changes, but you know, like you said, stage breaks. You know, we're going to have yellows at the plate races. Run your full screen commercials under yellow, and then when we come back, you know, if we're under green. Do the side by side. I don't understand why you can't do that every time, but I'm sure there's a reason. Somebody smarter than me knows why. Or if you if look, TJ, is there anything laying over there in turn two? <laughs> <laughs> some <laughs> some shiny tower. Tim for put, put it, it out. out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. We're going for a quick commercial break. <laughs> look at that chubby dude in the background. It's my neighbor. Uh, he's my favorite person right now because he gets to drive our trailers. I know. You know who got him hooked up with you? Yep, you. Thanks. Thanks. Where's well, my percentage? If anybody wants to know what Michael Nett's throwback is, it is Venmo me $50 so right now. So nice. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. I <laughs> love that car. And next coming up, the guy who made his Cup Series debut. He's grown up right in front of my own eyes. Mr. Harrison Burton is joining us. This Door Bumper Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise and more for more than 20 years. As Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise, RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver diecast hats, apparel, helmets, and even novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. For example, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible diecast cars available for 39 different drivers including this week's Talladega winner Brad Keselowski's race-winning diecast. RacingUSA.com is truly unique. They automatically discount items in your cart, so you get the best price. They offer free upgrades to expedited shipping as well. They guarantee the lowest pre-order prices. They ship all in-stock orders the next business day, and as an added bonus, you can enter to win this month's $200 gift card, Freddie. Oh, sign me up. So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. All right, joining us now... The other Burton, my favorite Burton usually on Saturdays uh, can depend on who the sponsor is. If it's Offer Pad on Harrison's car, it's it's Harrison. If it's Nutrinac Solutions on Jeb's car, it's Jeb. If it's both, then it's literally an equal tie. Uh, but coming off of his Cup Series debut, Mr. Harrison Burton's in the house. Hey, what's going on, man? What have you been doing all day? We tried to get you to come on this morning and record with us, and you made us come back in here this afternoon because your schedule's so crazy. The good folks at Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, they like to make me work for it. So that's a good thing. And uh, I've been in the simulator all day. Uh, so I can't tell what's real and what's fake anymore, man. I've been in there for six hours. I was driving home. I didn't know if I was in a simulation or what was going on. <laughs> we actually talked about here earlier, we were talking about Bubba and Denny. And Denny made the analogy of, you know, if, you've, if you're if you at a team where you've got 
five identical race cars and you're at, you know, what, what do you guys got? Three full-time Xfinity. You know, if you're not working as hard or harder than the other two, you're never going to beat them. So, you know, it to, you know, it's it's probably not ideal to spend all day in a simulator, but you know, it's the it's the it's what part of the job, man. You got to you got to do the work, right? Absolutely. That's uh that's stuff that if I didn't do, I'd stay awake at night, you know, worried about, right? That that feeling of I have to be working to be better than my teammates, than my competitors. I have to be the best. Um, I think that's what separates the guys that are great and the guys that are good is that work ethic and um, ability to look at themselves and be better, um, you know, by self, uh, you know, self-examination and, and trying to be better. And uh, yeah, man, he's, he's absolutely right about that. This is a, a dog eat dog sport. And the one thing that you can control is how much effort you put in. And uh, that's what I try and do. So, I mean, speaking to that, you were in the simulator for that long. Are you running one track, two tracks? What all are you working on? Yeah, we, we ran a few a few tracks. So I, I start the mornings uh, of the, the session. I normally work on, uh, you know, mostly um, working on trying to make the simulator more accurate. I try and uh, scale the tires and do all kinds of things trying to get that better. Uh, and then the second half of the day is spent with, you know, my crew chief and my, my, uh, my engineer trying to work on our setups. So, um, you know, I was working on Darlington and Martinsville, um, and, you know, trying to make those better for the scalings. And then I did Martinsville and Coda for me and my team. So trying to get better, uh, you know, we have an off weekend this weekend, so the work doesn't stop and that's a, it's a good opportunity to kind of knock some of that stuff out. You were touching on two things right there that kind of came to mind for me. Obviously, and we talked about on this show today, the difference between Dale Earnhardt and Jimmy Johnson and now Denny Hamlin is very different because each generation had different resources. Obviously, your dad's a very big part of your career. He didn't have any of these things, so he's not able to help you on this SMT data, and he's not able to help you on all this SIM stuff. So, so how do you rely on him, obviously, on the mental side, but how can he even really help you in today's world? And I'm not discounting Jeff Burton's ability to help you. It's just it's completely different, and he's really not been out of the race car that long. Man, it is different. And, and what, what makes it different um, is the technology like you spoke to, but what stays the same is the amount of work that it needs to be put in, right? So when my dad was at his prime what made him what made him better than others was his ability to hey this car needs you know this in the right rear this you know needs bigger sway bar whatever right he could go through the whole car and say this is what this car needs because this is how it's handling now um and at the end of his career he couldn't do that as well as the engineers and and the crew chiefs around him right because those guys are they're super geniuses um the crew chiefs and engineers um, and all the crew guys that work on these things on the highest level are so good that it makes, you know, drivers like like me with a redneck education uh, in racing obsolete. Right. So now the driver is only a driver. Uh, my job is to be the best Harrison Burton I can be when I show up to the racetrack to maximize what they do. Um, and what he helps me with is understanding that because he kind of caught the tail end of that, but also understanding how much work it, it needs to be. I mean, you know, there's, you know, I ran the Xfinity race, 
Um, I went to the hotel and I worked out after the Xfinity race and ran the cup race and getting ready to go work out today after this. I mean, it's crazy, man. I, I don't stop. None of us stop. And, and that's what makes it so awesome is it's a competitive sport. And if you're not working, you're going to get beat. We, we, we talk about all the time on here, Toyota and how much they do for this sport, how much they do for drivers, how much they do in driver development, how they're investing in areas that other OEMs in our sport are not. We've never had a guy like you come on this show and ask this question. What all resources does Toyota actually bring to the table for you? Because it seems like they're almost in it just literally anything and everything. That's man. It's become there that way. Um, you know, when I started working with them, I was 13, I was racing late models and it wasn't quite what it is now. And now it's, I mean, simulator, uh, there's a full-time, you know, world-class gym in Cornelius that I go to every day of the week. Uh, with full-time trainers, full-time video sound people, full-time nutritionists, like, man, it is crazy, right? Um, and that's a whole separate deal just for the drivers, not for car performance, right? So they have obviously massive investments in making the cars faster, but now they're they're getting massive, massive investments into making us faster because they've kind of seen it, like I have, disconnect, right, where – the cars are here and the drivers are here and you're both working towards the same goal, but you're working on different things at the same time. And, um, man, it is crazy. It is, it is really, I mean, shoot, I got in a fight, um, and they hired a full-time MMA guy to teach me how to fight. Literally like the next day I walk in the gym and there's a guy that's going to teach me how to fight. And I'm okay. Um, I do that once a week now. So, so what you're saying I mean, is no, nobody better step up anymore. Now you're ready to go now. No, no, <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend that. No, I saw my favorite part of the, the Noah Daniel situation was the fist bump on the way out for Daniel. That was, that was the highlight of that, uh, inter- interchange there for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of flack for that that I didn't expect to get, but here's, here's something that I will say. Um, something that I know it did that gave, I gained a lot of respect back from. So I, I announced my cup deal, right? And the first person who texts me congratulations and is giving me pointers on, off of his cup car was Noah Gregson. So I thought that was pretty neat. Um, I was pretty shocked by that, man. I hadn't talked to, me and him used to be really good buddies and I haven't talked to him much since we fought and then. Man, the first person that shoots me a text is Noah Gregson. I thought that was kind of neat. Well, I had told him about your MMA classes. <laughs> oh, there you go. So no, that, that, that makes sense now. That makes sense. So uh, you saw, talk about the cup deal. How uh, how'd it go yesterday? You know, it was fun. It was uh, it was an eye-opening experience. Um, it was a crazy deal, right? I i have never not a very emotional guy other than I guess when I'm angry um, or happy. Uh, I've, I've never been the most sentimental guy in the world, you know, gets caught up in the moment. But when I after the national anthem and the Jets fly over and there's, you know, a bunch of fans in the stands cheering and we're about to go cup racing. That was a pretty cool moment for me to sit there and be like, man, I'm really about to race with these guys and really about to do this. And, um, yeah, that was something I'll never forget. Um, just a really cool feeling 
uh, that someone thought highly enough of me as a driver to put me in a cup car was, was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, it was a fun race. It was a crazy race. Um, I had track position at times. I didn't at other times. Um, Coming to the last restart, I restarted to eighth. Um, didn't finish there where we should have, but I learned a lot. And if I ever get the chance to do it again, I think I'll be better from it. Talk, talk to me about that last restart because me and Brett were talking about that at lunch waiting for waiting for you to get done with all the you got to do but uh you know we we noticed i didn't know if it was planned i seen you pull up and you know to the top lane and then bell kind of picked you up and i didn't know if that was that was a plan or if that was just a move gone wrong uh you know take yeah. us through that last restart so um yeah so we we kind of had a plan with um who was behind me not not even a toyota guy the 41 we had a plan to uh to try and go to the top to try and we, you know, I would be the leading one car on the very outside lane. As soon as we left the restart zone, I was like, that sounds good to me. Um, and so I jumped up there and Busher, uh, blocked it perfectly. And once he did, um, then I was top of three or four wide and just kind of, you know, lost all my momentum. And I guess bell and a Briscoe and a few other guys jumped up cause they, still thought that top lane could have rolled and we just never got it back going good enough again to get to the lead. But, um, yeah, I was planning on trying to go top of three or four wide or whatever and be the leader of that lane. And then Busher thought otherwise and, and did a good job. Those plans are always amazing on the restarts. And then once we go green, everything changes. <laughs> yes. It always sounds great when you're rolling around under caution. Yeah, let's do that. We're going to go win this thing. And then as soon as they drop the rag, something different happens. Right. That's what I think Mike Tyson said it best. I go into the ring with this great plan, and then all of a sudden I get punched in the mouth, and the whole thing changes. Uh, <laughs> That's absolutely right. T- tell right me, tell me, man, you won four races last year in Xfinity. You're obviously ready for the Cup Series. I know that's your long, long-term goal. Tell me what you learned yesterday racing against those guys that you've never seen in the Xfinity Series. What were the differences? The differences, you know, aside from the package differences, which is – obviously massive um, with the huge spoiler, huge runs, a lot of chaos from that was no one really makes big mistakes, right? In Xfinity and trucks, the biggest thing you can do is capitalize on the big mistakes people make, you know, and leaving you a hole open and, and doing things like that. You can get track position a little bit easier in cup. It's like, if you don't have the track position, even at Talladega, it is hard to get it, man. I spent a lot of time, trying to just move through the field and try and get that track position that I had at the end of the race, um, which wasn't even that great. I was eighth, you know, it wasn't like I was top five. I was, you know, grinding the whole race to get up there and didn't even get that far. So, um, yeah, it's just, there's not a lot of mistakes that happen. The margin for error is smaller because everyone expects there for not to be those mistakes to happen. Um, so the moves are a little more aggressive and uh, things happen just so fast. So, you know, hopefully what I want to have happen now is when I step back with Joe Gibbs Racing in the Xfinity Series, I can hopefully have everything kind of slowed down and I can make better decisions. But um, I'll let you know if that comes That's to fruition or not. Uh, when's your yeah, next cup exactly. start? You know your next cup start yet? I don't know yet. I don't know if I'll have another one this year. I don't know if I'll have 10 this year. I have no idea. I hope I can run as many as I can just because I think it'll make me a better driver. Um, but obviously my main focus is in the Xfinity series. So 
I have nothing else planned at the moment. Um, and if it stays that way, I'll be just fine with that because I can focus on my main goal, which is to win the Xfinity Series Championship and beat my cousin Jeb, who just won. And um, yeah, that that's that's really the main thing for me right now is is focusing on that. And um, if other cup opportunities present themselves, I'll, uh, I'll have to think about if it's right for me and then go and do it. I think it's awesome, man, to have two Burtons in the same series again. I mean, I I grew up. In college, man, watching the Burton's race, and now I'm getting to work with Bo Burton's uh, su- super cool deal, man. I think it, uh, I think more needs to be done and, and invested as far as the sport goes into making that part of the story because it's a, it's a hell of a good story. But Freddie and I were at lunch, and we were talking about an offer pad, and I started texting your dad because I said, "Hey, I need some, I need some good stuff on Harrison, right?" And uh, oh no, and 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 speaking of speaking of Jeff and Harrison, he said that. Uh, He's about ready to kick you out of the house. And I was like, well, Freddie, I think if he does that, we'd be able to get Harrison to, to buy a house using an offer pad. And then Freddie said, well, the problem is if if he kicks Harrison out, then Kim then Kim's going to kick Jeff out. And I was like, well, now we can sell two houses with offer pad. And then Freddie even had a better idea. He said, and then after she kicks Jeff out, after Kim you know, puts, puts Jeff's ass out on the curb, then she's going to need a smaller house because everybody else is gone. So now we get to sell her house and she buy another one. So we figured out a way at lunch to do four transactions with OfferPad. Hey, if that's what keeps OfferPad in the sport doing the great things that they're doing, count me in. I'm in for it. I hope my parents still uh, will uh, not kick each other out of their houses. But... You know, the sponsorship opportunity is definitely there, so I'll give you that. Hey, man, I just wanted to ask you before we go, um, obviously, Spotter Podcast, we're all spotters on here. Well, TJ's not here, but... Um, he we, wasn't there yesterday we, either. We get, yeah, not for long, anyway. Uh, we get asked all the time about how drivers pick spotters, and I know you made a spotter change this year, and one of the guys left the Gibbs organization, so you had to bring a new guy in, and, and you brought in Tyler Green, who's got a ton of experience really good spotter uh just what talk to us about what went into the process of making a decision on on making the not making the change but who you're going to go with well i listened to all you guys on uh toyota had another resource where i could listen to um races that happened in the past and go through and listen to people's audio and i was listening to spotter audio um and learning a lot from that, learning who was good, learning who was, it was, you know, was going to match with my lingo. Um, and I made a short list of guys that I wanted and reached out to all of them and uh, had conversations with all of them. And at the end of the day, Tyler was the guy that I thought was, you know, the best suited to spot for me. And so far it's been a great, a great move. He's been awesome. Um, he's done a phenomenal job. As you guys know, he's really dedicated to, to, being good at his job and, and working as hard as I do to be a good race car driver. He works that hard to be a good spotter. And, um, you know, he's just, he's got a similar mindset to things that I do. So it's been great. Um, you know, the, the spotter is something that gets talked about some, right. And it, it gets hit on some, you know, along with the crew chief and the, the road crew and everyone on that, that is entailed with that. But, people don't really realize how much I know I'm, it's a spotter podcast. So I'm not just coming on here just to, you know, make you guys feel good, but it, we, we don't it, have a problem with that. Well, yeah. So it, either way, people don't understand how important it is to have that instant communication, that the ability to understand instantly what someone means, what someone is asking of you. 
um, and have an honest relationship where they can say, Hey man, you're doing this not right. And, and you need to fix it. And I can say the same thing to him. And, uh, it's been that way for the whole year so far. It's been awesome. And, uh, and it's been something hopefully I can build on and work with them again in the future. Cool. Well, before you jump, I got to ask you, cause I don't know this story, but I was told by your dad to ask you about a bee stinging you on your lip. Can you tell us what, what uh, he's referring to? So, so this is my, my late model days. Right. And so nowadays, um, I don't know what I would have done, but this is a bad deal. So I, I, I had a slice of pizza, right. And I was taking a bite of this pizza and I guess there was a wasp on the bottom of the pizza. Uh. And I, when I bit, I bit into the wasp pretty much. And he stung me right on the lip and man, I'm telling you, my lips was so swollen. I couldn't talk and it was rubbing the front of my helmet and I race. Right. And I win the race and I get out victory lane. And I'm like, you know, look like that. And, uh, it was good luck. So whenever there's a bee around me before the race starts, I'm like chasing that thing down, begging it to sting me. Like I need to get stung by this bee right now so I can win today. When are you going to blow the dust off that late model? I wish I had something to blow the dust off of. Did you get rid of um, all of them? Yeah, they're all uh, they're all up north with uh, my old crew chief Chris Wimmer. Wimmer. He's uh, he's been racing with with them and running with them uh, with some guys like uh, up and comer guys like Jesse Love has been running pretty good in it. And uh, yeah, I, I need to get back up there and do it. Um, it's been a, a long, too long since I've driven one. That that was probably some of the most fun years of my life was racing supers around the country and. Uh, with that group of people that that I worked with around those years, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and and that was that was racing at its finest for me. It was it was so cool. Speaking of fun, Dave with Offer Pad, I was just on a conference call with him. We got a commercial. We'll break some news right here. We got a commercial coming out with you and Denny Hamlin. We're filming this week here in Mooresville, North Carolina. But Dave was bummed it started raining. Uh, obviously in Talladega this past weekend, but he was super pumped with how you were up front all day, had the offer pad colors up front. Without offer pad, man, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. And uh, big fan of, of you carrying their colors and, and wearing them proud and looking forward to seeing you run three more races this year with them. Yeah, it's uh, it's been awesome. I'd, I've already worked with those guys some, obviously, you know, starting this year off, and, and it's been amazing. Um, you know, it's, it's an honor to run their colors. They take it really seriously, obviously with their investments in, in NASCAR, it's huge for our sport. Um, and for them to make a splash with the cup and Xfinity series, like they did. And now we're doing a commercial and, uh, doing all this crazy, awesome stuff. It's, uh, it's pretty neat to, to get to be a part of that. And, um, yeah, I hope we can do them proud and, and get them in victory lane. I thought we had a good shot at Talladega and, uh, we'll try again sometime soon. Any throwback for Harrison Burton at Darlington? There will be a throwback. Um, All right. To be honest with you, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. Um, so I, what I did, so Donald Edwards is in this call. He's my, uh, he's my contact with everything of that sort, right? I sent him four of my dad's old paint schemes, and I said, "You guys do what you will." And uh, those are my top four that I want to want to run one day. And because uh, I couldn't decide, I have so many favorites that I want to run my dad. So it'll be of my dad's car and uh and i don't know what it is quite yet but we'll see well that's awesome man well uh enjoy your weekend off and good luck at darlington yeah absolutely thanks for having me on it's been a blast
Time for Reaction Theater. Look, I'm a little bit of a chunky feller. I just gotta say, Joey Logano calling out aggressive blocking and aggressive racing is like me calling out someone for eating a double cheeseburger. By the way, TJ, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite outro. I don't think... This is different. Just to comment on this really quick. It's different whenever... When someone gets upside down, whether it's your car, my car, anybody, it doesn't matter. It instantly goes from being competitive to, man, is that guy okay? Like, it's different in that aspect. Like, you can sit there on your couch and say, yeah, this is great all day for the fans. But when you have a part of your family out there, and we're all traveling family. I mean, if Bubba gets upside down, we're, I mean, we're all wearing you out. Is he okay, man? Is he all right? Because we're concerned. And definitely saw that brotherhood yesterday. <laughs> you're definitely concerned, no matter who it is. Like you're, you're concerned about what's going on with that guy. For like sure. you're worried. Yeah. When Newman, when Newman read the Daytona, dude, we were all, we were all white in the face, speechless. Like for, we were for two few, hours, a, a few days, yeah. honestly, and, not even knowing. Yeah. And you, until you feel that feeling, you, you're gonna. I realize you're just enjoying the race on your couch, but until you have that feeling when it's your guy out there, or someone that you know, or something, you'll probably change your opinion. Man, Quinn, how f*** you, you stupid piece of <laughs> I was hoping for a 20-lap dash to the finish there with no f***ing cautions because NASCAR is badass without the stupid green-white checker bullshit. I know we got 15 laps to go, but still, cautions breed cautions. You know how that goes, man. I just want speed from start to motherfucking finish. But Quinn Howe, if you dumbass can't drive, the pack's coming up on your ass, you just f***ing ditch it in the wall like a dumb f***. Can we please not beat that guy out this one time? Just let that guy, who sounds like a surfer, which I think is cool. Can we just let that just play, Jason? That was awesome. Jason, just forget to bleep it out. Yeah, We'll we'll cover you with Mike. (laughs) That guy's hilarious. That was pretty funny. (laughs) Hey, guys. I'm calling you from the track at Talladega, and I want to say I had a great race because I got to see Joey Logano flip around and round. They have a terrible finish, so f*** you, Logano, and but great job, Brett Griffin, yesterday on your win with Jeb Burton. Awesome job. That's really nice, lady. Wow. <laughs> hey, that's... I'm glad she had fun, though. Holy yeah. cow. That was that was a little bit rough. Yeah, that's a little harsh. I mean, I don't think I've ever said I was glad somebody flipped over. And, uh, yeah, she'll get hers. <laughs> Man, I'm pretty sure all them emotions that Jeb had after this win today wasn't because it was his first win. It was because that Brett Griffin was going to try to take full credit for it. And <laughs> TJ, you don't suck, man. You spotted it for my boy. That guy just ruined it. Yeah. I was <laughs> waiting for it. I'm like, block him. Yeah. Appreciate it, though. Jeremy. Now, listen, I'm tired of all the hate on TJ. Now, the guy is a douche. But ever since I started using TJ Major's spotter pack on iRacing and racing people like a d- my my rings up 500 points. <laughs> Hell, I even started cock-blocking my buddies at the bar. Now, I get all the ass myself. Thanks, TJ. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, Cooter, you're allowed to add spotters, and, you know, during the weeknight sometimes I'm available. So if you want to work out a deal, man, you want to raise your rating a little more, just uh, shoot me a DM. <laughs> They're on fire this week. Uh, <laughs> like. I finally got anchored a load. If you listen real close, TJ, your f-ing car is not in it. Bubba Wallace on stage two. F- you, TJ Majors. And f- <laughs> J. 
Joey Logano, Bubba Wallace, f-ing go f-ing everybody. I'm drunk as <laughs> get start finish line. What do you say about start finish line? I'm drunk. Drunk as oh, drunk nice. AF. I'm so getting anything to load at the track yeah. becomes damn near impossible there. It was tough. Maybe can Talladega please put in some Wi Fi? Because service there is really Yeah, we bad. want to make sure that guy can get on anchor again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people this week, Greg. Good Lord. I mean, this just shows Talladega in Are general. Kristen and Jeremy married? Are Justin married? I mean, <laughs> no. they might be. Did you get anchored to load, honey? I think that guy tweeted at me yesterday that he was try- oh, really? that he was at the start-finish line trying to get his phone to load so he could yeah. say something. Yeah, that's Might've awesome. Worked. Yeah, good job. DBC people! Joe, we wrecked again. That is okay, now let's begin. Party on DBC, let me hear some noise. Casey's in the house, jump, jump, Mike Joy. There's a big one over here, there's a big one over there. Joey in the air, wreck like where? These three words means DBC now. Woo, TJ sucks. Woo, <laughs> TJ sucks. <laughs> Ooh, TJ sucks. Ooh, TJ sucks. Freddie, Denny's great. Is that a kid? Denny's great. Yeah, that's pretty good. Little kid. That was a good one. That's good job, Joe. Yeah, good job, Joe. There are two people that love TJ, and there were five people that would piss on him if he was on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen, I'm not even going to be mean. (laughs) Kristen, I hope you're having a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed the race, and I hope she everything's did. Sounds wonderful. to me like she enjoyed yeah. it. Definitely seven big Christians <laughs> calling us this week. Appreciate you guys for all the love. Oh, my goodness. Reno Reaction Theater, you don't all have to be <laughs> Some of you can be nice. No, no. We, keep, can, no, we everybody, can have, like, good reactions. No, no. I want some, like, have no, a great day. Nope. Keep them to yourself. We've had a couple of them. I, can we have some more, like, Brett sucks? Because, honestly, I well, feel Jason like it's... Does, well, he he does, Jason does and like finishes fifth. I'm convinced weed these out. So Jason picks what he wants. I'm here. convinced that Brett tells Jason that he should only include the ones that say TJ That's sucks. That's exactly and what that. my text thread looks like to Jason. Jason, how many calls do we get a week? Uh, it was probably like 50 this week. It's a lot. Can we can we start like getting them? In yeah, the I want to hear. Where's all the of positive them? stuff, Jason? Like I don't know. No, keep it out, Jason. I'm positive they hate you. We don't. <laughs> We don't need uh, any I'm of that positive. positivity around here. Well, now they're just doing it for the attention because they know Jason's, Jason's going to put in a show. It, yeah. Yeah, there are so. worse ones I don't play. I don't know, oh, TJ. Sure. Those <laughs> you sounded pretty authentic. The only <laughs> the only person that I've ever not respected on Carlin's is going to be Kristen so far. So I don't mind the other ones that enjoying it. And that was At the end of the year, we need to much. pick all the singing ones. And when like, you root for a guy like, to go upside down and cheer when they do, you – never mind. I honestly think, TJ, I get your point, and I'm with you. I I stand with you arm-in-arm in in this. But because we haven't had a bad one, I hate to say that. Somebody hasn't gotten hurt bad. People have become immune to what can really happen. And Ryan Newman is a thing miracle. Dude, my favorite picture over the last 15 years is Ryan Newman walking out of that place holding his daughter's hands. And, you know, I don't think he remembers it, but it is absolutely one of my favorite memories, too. But I think mm. because he walked out of the hospital, and thank God he did. Everyone's going to be okay. I think we're just immune to – I mean, Elliot took a 60G hit at Pocono. You're talking about getting getting worried when you see your guy wreck. I thought he was dead. That's And that's the worst feeling. Clint took, a hit, Clint took a hit at Kansas. I thought he was dead. Yeah. I'm not immune to how dangerous this is, but I think our fans, and it's not their fault. No. I think they're immune to, to how dangerous this still is. But, I mean, how bad is that woman going to feel when something – I mean, Joey Logano is still a guy's son. He's yeah, still, he goes he's home still, to two kids. He's still got a, a wife and kids. Like, uh, 
I think they just some. I, I think it's. I, th- I don't think they're worried about it anymore. Now, I mean, our sport's been very safe, but we Thank are goodness. going 200 mile an hour, and things can happen. Yeah. To leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm backslash clear and click the message icon. We will play the best ones each week on the show. Maybe some good ones like no. positivity. Jason, no. Jason no. honestly. Jason, like, you have color ID on these people? Uh, their name comes up. Oh, okay. I knew you ratted me out. I just I just asked you that question to find out if you ratted me out that week. Freddie called me out when I called. No, we oh, knew it was right obvious. Away. Yeah. It was so you obvious. gave the worst... <laughs> Worst accent yeah. ever for a. And you put a fake name, so I didn't know it was you. But did I? We didn't even know the anything. Three John, seconds in, John. I knew it was Brett. Yeah, one. There was no doubt in my mind. Yeah, there was. It I'm was gonna call out. Right I'm gonna away. call in next week and see if you can figure out which one. Oh, hey guys, I need a beer and a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Offer pad question of the week. If you could change one thing about your home right now, what would it be and why? TJ. If I could change one thing about my house, did you say? Yes. I would uh, install a pool in my backyard because I had a pool at my old house and I don't have one now. What are you waiting for? Um, 2.9% interest right now. That's cheap to buy a pool, build a pool. Yeah, I don't like my location. For a pool or for the ho- for where you live? Both. Uh, for a pool. I don't mind the, where I'm at, but I don't like the backyard for a pool. I got you. I got the same problem because I got a huge hill in the backyard of my house that I, I would love to have a pool, but I don't think I could put one in. You look good in a pool. I always look good. A kiddie pool. <laughs> I might just get a kiddie <laughs> Imagine pool. Imagine Freddie. You know, like the ones we see at the uh, like Daytona. When we yeah, oh, yeah. The, the Dollar General down the street has one. We can yeah. Yeah. And they're literally right like now. $3, too. They're yeah. nothing. We can have a pool party at my house for Chad's birthday. Bring your own pool. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring a bunch of kiddie pools, line them up next to each other. Let's just dig a hole and put a trough in the ground right there. <laughs> Call it a pool. <laughs> hey, I'm down. Your brother can take care of it. I looked at a house. He's got to work now. I He's got a whoa, job. Whoa. He just John. went to work today. What's he doing? He's working at Casey Kane's. Oh, nice. really? The print, With Kevin, the, the t-shirt. Yeah, nice. Yeah. All right. Can you believe it? John has a job. I, am, I, had, to get up at, on time? I had to get up at 6.30 this morning and take him over there because his car's <laughs> in New York still. It's coming here in two weeks. He's lived here three years and he finally <laughs> got a job. So are you going to go to sleep at night? What do you mean? If you got to get up that early to take him, no, I, mean, I don't ever. I went to bed at two o'clock in the morning last night. I was up just watching the race. Couldn't fall asleep. I, I, I went to a house that had a really cool game room, and I man, I wish I could have bought it, but it didn't work out. Denny's um, RPG room. No, it was it was about twice the size, believe it or not, of this room, and it had like the basketball machines, and it had oh, yeah. foosball, and it had pool tables, and it had game a room, gigantic bar. It was the basement of this house. I wish I could take my house and add a basement to it like that because I like stuff like that. It's fun, but I don't. I can't. I, I won't. I really. I'm. I've told Megan now for I don't know how long we've been in our house three years that I really want a shuffleboard table somewhere. I I don't know why that's like my go to bar game. So I want to put a shuffleboard table in there somewhere. What about the garage, I probably have to put it in the garage if I was going to do it. It's it's doubles as I mean, a bar. That's where you hang out, right? Yeah. That's where the hangout area is, right? <laughs> yeah, usually. What do you do when it gets ninety five degrees in the summer in your garage? <sighs> uh, we don't. So we don't. We don't spend much time in there. The only time really we're in there is uh, Super Bowl. Really, is the gotcha. big part. It's cold. It's cold then. Yeah. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com.
to our Xfinity XFi More Than Fast Moments. You need more than just speed to compete in NASCAR. Where did we see teams need to be more than fast this week? Brett. Man, I want to say Jeb Burton, but I got to go with Kaz Grala because Kaz came from 17th up all the way to 6th on the very last lap there in that wild finish at Talladega. My more than fast moment was Jeb Burton, but he needed to be a little faster throwing some of them blocks to maintain that lead, <laughs> but he did a hell of a job all day and, and, and took home the win. So my more than fast moment is going to Jeb Burton controlling them lanes. I got to give my uh, more than fast moment to Josh Berry making his first ever green flag pit stop at a super speedway and uh, getting to pit road. He passes Austin Sindrick and still beats him off pit road as well without getting a penalty, sliding tires or anything. So that's a very impressive stop by Josh. It's going to be my more than fast moment. Hey, what's up here on DBC? Being more than fast is a way of life. And that's why Josh Berry is this week's Xfinity X-Fi More Than Fast Moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X-Fi. Your devices can all stay connected with Wi-Fi coverage that delivers the speed your devices need. And you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. Being more than fast on the track means you have what it takes to win. When it comes to Xfinity X-Fi, it means you can do more of what you love with a faster, faster internet. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter to see more Xfinity X-Fi, more than fast moments, and remember to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. It's time for Fastlane, our weekly segment where we expose the intelligence levels of our panel of spotters by having them compete in a speed trivia contest. Zero, we flipped. I don't know. I don't know. TJ. You lost. <laughs> You're up first. Great. Right. Yeah. How many laps did Joey Logano complete on Sunday? 60. Uh, How many? 61? Nope. How many cautions were there on Sunday? Seven. How many speeding tickets has Freddie received? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I feel like this is a high number. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> what state is known as the Palmetto State? South Carolina. Let's go. About how long does it take? How about how long does it take the moon to orbit Earth? Three hundred and sixty-five days. No right. clue. You got uh, two right. Joey completed fifty-nine, so you're just one oh, off there. Freddie said he received uh, four speeding tickets, and it takes about twenty-seven days or around a month I for think the that moon was a to orbit Earth. Do you know? Uh, do you know why it's the why this is a palmetto tree? Uh oh. Because in Charleston, they use palmetto trees to line a lot of their buildings because when they, they go through them battles and they would fire the cannonballs on them, they would bounce off the palmetto trees. Damn. There's your fact for the day. Learn something new every day. How about that? Did a carriage ride over Great. the Great. Now that's going to be the answer to his question. Yeah. Why they called a palmetto tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. had the choice. That's why they use the tree on the license plates and stuff and stickers yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, it's our big thing. Brett, you ready? Yeah. Who finished directly behind Kaz Grala on Sunday? Ooh. <laughs> hey, good luck remembering this. We don't have any idea what's going on then. No, I have no idea what was going on. I'll go with Kyle Busch. How many <laughs> laps did winner Brad Keselowski lead? Seven. How many speeding tickets has TJ received? Two. What state is known as the Beaver State? The Beaver State? 
Oh, man. I didn't know there was a beaver steak. Think about the fo- college football teams, <laughs> Don't man. say anything else. Just answer the question. Think about college football teams. Oh, <laughs> uh, where is it Oregon? Yeah. It's oh, they like their beavers up there, huh? They do. I love it. <laughs> the beavers 20th everywhere. century began. Don't they get cold? <laughs> 2000. <laughs> what did you say? I don't even know the question. <laughs> <laughs> the 20th century began in what year? 2000. All right, Brett, you got one right. Tyler Reddick finished behind Kaz. Brad only led one lap. TJ said he's never received a speeding ticket. I've never gotten a speeding ticket. And 1901 is when the 20th century began. Name dropping Dale Jr. every time he gets pulled over. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, take this fan card. (laughs) It's already signed. (laughs) You want to FaceTime with Dale? Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Fred, you just got to get three right to beat TJ. Okay. You know what does work is if you wear your fire suit. Miss Coors Light. Really? Yeah, it worked. Uh, Freddie, ready? Uh huh. How many laps did Bubba Wallace lead on Sunday? Thirty-one. Which driver was listed as involved in both multi-car crashes on Sunday? Danny Hamlin. How many speeding tickets has Brett received? <laughs> Seriously? Seven. What state is known as the Show Me State? Oh. Uh, <laughs> that is it Missouri. Be. How many sides are in a heptagon? It's a good thing Missouri and Oregon are next door to each other. (laughs) I've been to Missouri, and I think that was the Beaver State. I think think Chad just got back from there. (laughs) Um, Sorry. Sorry about that. What did you say? Heptagon? Heptagon. Heptagon. Nine. All right, you got two rights. Bubba led 16 on Sunday. Brett said he at least have six speeding tickets. Yeah. Which seven could technically be at least six. I got out of all of them. The worst one was uh, (laughs) I was was 15, and I only had my day license. And it was Christmas Eve, and I was driving through Pageland, and I hope my mom ain't listening to this. I was driving through P-Town, and it was nighttime. And a cop got behind me, and I kind of freaked out. So I kind of started taking some back roads. Well, at this point, I realized he's following me. Yeah, you're done. He's so I was in a plates. I was in a black uh, little uh, Dodge Charger with turbo. So I turn <laughs> so so I turn my lights off. I'm like, now he can't see me. So I go flying around this place. Uh, there's nobody in where 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 we live. I ain't like I'm gonna put nobody in danger. So anyway, I go down the bypass. It didn't really open yet. And I go flying down the bypass. I think I've lost him. I pull into my neighbor's yard. And next thing you know, he lights me up, dude. I about crap my pants. Uh, oh, no. And he walks up, and thank goodness it was a police chief, Johnny Sal. He was like, what in the f*** are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. He just took me home. He didn't give me a ticket on that one. But um, anyway, all my tickets, man, I got buddies that are attorneys. If you get a ticket in the state of South Carolina, please send me a message on Twitter. I will have an attorney that will get you out of it. That, that's That's true, actually. <laughs> Scott Joy, Russell Long, Billy Monkton, we will get you out of your speed. King of the world! We'll get you out of your speed. <laughs> Unless he has you blocked. We'll you get you out of anything, actually. Don't get blocked I by can, Brett oh, or he's can, not getting can you, you out guys, of it. Can you guys, if you need Brett to get you out of anything, can you put it on Reaction Theater so we can know what it is? <laughs> hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie... The best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. 
Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like, I like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Brett. Well, I, I've changed my mind during this show. I know. You're going to steal mine. I, then. I had no idea that, that Jennifer Joe was going to be on our show sheet. So I have to give it to whoever went out and made the decision to publish that she was going to be a cup driver. And NASCAR said, not so fast. What an idiot. What an idiot. I don't know who I'm going to use as a what an idiot. You know who I'm going to use as what an idiot is Brett Griffin and myself <laughs> for what we did on Friday night, thinking that it was going to rain on Saturday. <laughs> what an idiot. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we were fine till they said we were. I mean, I was fine, but thank, what I was thankful for was that arc of practice at 9 o'clock in the morning got rained out because – that might have been a little bit tougher to do than the race, but there, by the time the race rolled around, I was good to go, ready to rip. But Hirschman wanted to leave our hotel at seven o'clock in the middle of a monsoon for some reason. But who you got, TJ? Maybe I should give it to Hirschman for wanting to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed a car that was getting ready to get lapped yesterday and running the bottom, running the bottom. Leaders are running up by the wall. There's two cars running together. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking Leaders about. Leaders get there. Ryan Priest is leading this race. They're all single file, chilling out, and this guy decides he's going to try to block a train that's running about 10 mile an hour faster than him and dang near wrecks the leader of the race. Wow. And I didn't see this. Takes him out of the lead because the guy has to, and he doesn't know where he's going, and you just can't, the, you can't do that. There were, like, just wait until they go by, position yourself, get back in the line of the draft. There was nobody in that draft that he was going to lose position to. He had one car behind him that he was racing, but that guy, they both would have moved down when that pack goes by. You could not block the lead train. B- before you say who it is, I'll tell Brett, it, if if he would have moved up and blocked the leader and wrecked the leader, it would have been the leader's fault. It would have been his spotter's fault. Somehow the, probably the crew chief's fault. It wouldn't have been his fault. But I mean, So Joey might... was leading the race? No, no, no. Oh, no. No, Priest was leading the race. Oh, Priest was leading the race. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, saying the guy that was the, bl- the, the lap car that was blocking right. was the one that would have blamed just, it on everybody this, else. You just don't do this. Like, you don't do this to the leaders, and especially a guy like Priest. Priest ran his ass off yesterday and drove a great race, and he did what he needed to do to get up there. And you just you, you deserve a little more respect from lap cars than that at that point. Are you going to say who it is? I'll just let you say it. But. Who is it? Who would do that? I told you. Watch lap who car would, would block who, the entire field. Who would field block the field catching. and then blame it on them because it's Someone's, never their and fault. It, it's somebody that races the heck out of you, and it's not Ryan Newman. I mean, I don't know. Who is it? I mean, you got who <clears throat> Who would race somebody as hard as Ryan Newman for being and being seven only being seven laps down and racing them that hard? Robbie Gordon. <laughs> I mean, it was your one. It's one of your favorite drivers. Yeah. Quinn Half? No, nah, no, Quinn's no, not. No, he's top twenty guy. 
Well, y'all brought it up. Who is it? He's in a yeah. He's definitely in a, a decent car. It's your amigo. Yeah, you're one of your old buddies there. Daniel Suarez? No. <laughs> Who? The, yeah, it was the Suarez. amigo. No, the amigo was following him. The, Who the, the f- ninety nine pulled up, up first. The ninety nine was following the forty two. I thought the ninety nine was Ross? the second car in line, but he pulled up first. Uh, I was going. I, with, I, I thought, was going. I thought that it was Daniel that that started that. Should we play charades while we're at it? Well, whoever it was that did that, I, I, I kind of had more on the other one. I, um, I was going to put the blame on Daniel when I saw it. When I looked down, I saw the 37 swerving for the other one. Yes. The 42. Yes. So it was the 42 and the 99 were together. i tell you what, that 42, I didn't realize it at the time because obviously you're in the heat of the moment, but he took a pretty big hit. Did he? Uh, I didn't yeah, see he, it. He, he took a hit not like Kyle Busch's, but similar, yeah. uh, similar in nature. When you're a lap car there and you got two of you together and the leaders are running the top, just run the top. Because they're going to go around you, and they either come back up or you follow them down, and you have their doors, which will speed you up, yeah. and you won't lose the draft. If you stay on the bottom, you're going to get your doors blown off and have a hard time I, maybe hanging on. I thought what I thought was going on there was so the 42 and 99 know they're going to get lapped. Yeah. Now they're going to be racing each other for Lucky Dog. So the 99 moved up in front of Ryan first to to cover that, and then Ross had to react. You can't Ross block the leaders, up. man. Like, but then so then. Ryan doesn't know where to go, so I think Ross is trying to get the yeah. hell out of the way. And it, yeah. but but he about run over Suarez first, and that's just as the lap cars. You can't like yeah, no, just, even if you're racing each other, get on the back of the draft and then race each other. Yeah. Like I, that. I think in my and I would have to check with Brandon or maybe Ross, but yeah, I, I think that they were probably planning on because they stayed down when the, even the 99 moved up without them, and then they had to go up and cover the 99 to keep them behind them because they're racing for Lucky Dog, but. You know, I hate I missed all this fun. Yeah, Dang. it was exciting. It was it was. Uh, a priest probably didn't think it was very exciting. But. No, I'm pretty sure priest doesn't say it, didn't think it was exciting. Speaking of priest, DBC picks. Yeah, what a good guy, my buddy Ryan. And still leading. So TJ, who you got? Where the hell are we going? I'm very upset with Harrison Burton. He made his debut. He restarted eighth with two to go. And he we finished twentieth. Like we got into turn one, and he just darted out of line to the top by himself. And I'm like, "Oh, where's he going? This is stupid." Like, <laughs> I was just upset. I thought I was going to steal one right there. Thirty eighth, thirty ninth, thirty third, thirty third. Those are some <laughs> yeah. solid finishes for the, my guys. You just need to pick jinx. somebody. And I picked Stenhouse. Of course, that's the guy that wipes you know. out. I yeah. should pick Kaz Grala. I screwed that up. Yeah. Where are we going, Kansas? Who's got to pick first, TJ? Oh, boy. Who do I want to have a bad race? I've already picked Denny, so I can't pick him. Man, this is tough because I want to pick him, but they've been slow this year. (laughs) Take your time, by all means. (laughs) I got to go with – I'm going to roll with Alex Bowman. Solid pick. I'm assuming he's not the one that was slow. I'll go William Byron. I want Harvick, but Harvick was – Three tenths faster than us there last year. Who'd you go, William Byron? Yep. I was going to pick him, but I've already used him. You guys got some pretty good picks, so I think I might lay up here a little bit. Maybe he'll steal me one. I'll take. I'll take Daniel Suarez. Well, you're definitely I'll tell looking you what. for somebody to steal one. They're near the end of the race. I looked up there, and the 99 was like P7 or P8. Like, he – I mean, and he wasn't anywhere the whole race either. No. I think 99's had some fast cars, terrible pit stops. From, I think from he's actually – that car is actually 
fairly competitive. Yeah. I think they've done I, a good job. I think he's hungry. I mean, he left, obviously, a superb organization in mm-hmm. JGR. His second chance was at another superb organization, Stuart Haas Racing. Then you get thrown out in the street, and you struggle, 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 and now I think you see a hungry, experienced where driver. Was, where was he running really good where he had a penalty? Atlanta, maybe? The, the dirt track. No, no, no. Have penalty there. He, he had a pit road yeah. penalty. He yeah. was really good at Atlanta, yeah. and that's a tough racetrack too. To, yeah. I mean, to obviously get around, a big so. RCR affiliation. Um, I mean, good stuff, man. Good stuff. I mean, you look at the points though, and 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 I feel like this conversation's got to be had. We got right now out of the playoff, the twenty-one car, which is a fast team, the one car, the six car, the twenty-three car. Ryan Priest is right there. Surprised by that a little bit. Certainly not out of it, but he's out of the points as of right now. Tyler Reddick, Cole Custer, Daniel Suarez, Ross Chastain, Eric Amarola, Eric Jones, Chase Briscoe is 28th in points. That's a lot of really big names names, with really super teams that I didn't expect to be back there. Yeah, for sure. A lot of big names. When did they start throwing Hail Marys? I mean, you almost had to start this weekend, some of them. The... Uh, so I, the the big debate I've seen everywhere is: Are we going to have sixteen winners? And I, no, I, that's not going to happen. No. I don't. Think. No, I don't. Like, think you so. know, everybody. I don't think we're going to have two guys with eight or nine like we did whatever no. we had last year. No, so. But I still think you have the potential for for somebody like Danny or or you guys to roll off four or five here pretty yeah, easily. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's I three or four few guys. First that could. time winner, few more first time winners coming. Like who? Yeah, who's going to be a first time winner, Casey? I don't. I mean, just think about who's been up up front. And you don't even realize it. Like you were talking about it, Daniel Suarez was up there. I said he's running good. I didn't say he was competing for <laughs> wins. All right, let's let's uh, let me ask you this question: Will thirteenth in points get you into the playoff? Thirteenth, thirteenth. And you're looking at. I have the standings. I don't have the how many points. how many winners we have already. We don't have a repeat. Uh, nine. Oof. We got one repeat. Thirteenth uh, in points will not get you in. I don't think so. I don't think 13 the points. I think you're going to. Because there's one, two, three. There's f- We've had nine different winners, and that's not. Denny hasn't won. Kevin hasn't won. Chase hasn't won. They're all definitely going to win. And Kyle would be the 13th Blaney. guy. Oh, Blaney's got to win. Blaney's got to win, yeah. Uh, Kyle would be the 13th guy. And I got to think at some point Kyle Busch is going to win a race again. He didn't last year before the playoffs. but Yeah, that already gets you there. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Be tough, man. Hey, uh, Freddie, who are you representing this weekend, this week, on your shirt? Oh, this week I got Steven Nassi. Nasty Nassi, classy Nassi. Well, Big news from him. He just, I guess he just switched rides out of nowhere. Uh, he left the Jet Motorsports team and is going to, uh, I think, just ride for himself now. So it's pretty Didn't interesting. they run the correct brakes at the snowball? I think, that, I think that they will not make that mistake ever again. Yeah, that was sad. <laughs> uh, Got to show a lot of love to our fans. We, we caught up with the gentleman who sent us a bourbon. Yeah, we I did. sent him a message as well. Yeah, that's we, dude's awesome. He said he might be in Kansas. I think yeah. I asked him what race he was going to, so maybe this weekend we'll get a chance to say hey. Um, and a, I went, like I said, I went down and sat in the top of the grandstands uh, for that Xfinity race. And uh, Brad Slaughter was right in front of me. He turned around, he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And uh, I tweeted a picture of the cars going by, and I think I gave away where I was sitting and. Had some more DBC fans come over and say hi, um, but you know it was awesome. Just fans everywhere, man. It was it was good to see fans back. Like you said, there was 
There was so many and, and more and more every week. Yeah, and it was good to hear everybody, you know, yelling that they love the podcast and stuff. So that was awesome. What else is cool is like Marty Smith comes on here, and you have a lot of our listeners tweeting saying they went and bought his book, and that, that's not why we brought him on the show. That zero literally to do with it. Marty knows a lot of stories. And then John Wood texted me last week, and he was like, "Well, I got to tell you, y'all got some crazy listeners because my Twitter has blown up with new followers." He said, "I did Matt D. Benedetto's podcast for ninety minutes." I don't think I got one single new follower. You guys, you got some crazy listeners. Uh, and then this week, Charles Saxon dropping the game cock helmet on our table. So, uh, point of this uh, is, we, I don't we pass love a team van now without thinking of John Wood. I, seriously, I drive through, I drive down one fifty in Mooresville. If I see a fifteen passenger van, I look and see if John Wood's driving it just to be sure, <laughs> make sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good, good stuff. Man. And I decided to uh, follow Freddie's lead and represent one of my favorite I see that. drivers, Who, uh, Jade Avedigian. Yes, she listens to the show, so uh, she's uh, runs for Chad, and I think she's going to get a win this is year. Is she not? Is she not race this weekend? Uh, not this weekend, but I think she'll be. I'm back sure, in she'd a few appreciate weeks. it if you were a little more punctual. <laughs> I am on time. Okay. Jade is uh, is a badass. She Let's get her on the show. Awesome. Yeah. Where does she live? California, but she travels everywhere. When, next time she's in town, I'll bring her on. Yeah, bring her on. Love to have it. We're, uh, you guys are off to Kansas. My next race is Coda, but I'll be watching you guys. I'll watch the cup race. Probably going to skip the truck race. We're baseballing and dancing all weekend. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Good luck, Looking though. forward to yeah. Kansas. Enjoy. Have some barbecue. I'll try. We out. Holla. Have a great week. Word. See ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.